What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today is episode 49 of the Dissect That Film podcast, where we are talking about one of the greatest movies ever made, and I don't care what people say. Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, is the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. Hello. Because he's trying to take me out. I don't know what you're doing. You let me try it yet. I even had it. Oh. That's why I was like, you're like, Ugh. Fighting over a drink, people. <laughs> For all our audio listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so one. today we're talking about one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know about you guys if it's like top, you know, where, where it is in your pantheon of film, but it's it's top three for me. It's this movie has just every time I watch it, no matter how many times it is, it's exactly the way it, I feel when I watch Jaws, where it's I just get so sucked into the movie. I, I can't keep my eyes off the screen. Everything that's going on is just so good. There's no parts where I'm like, oh, this is kind of like unnecessary. This entire movie is just perfect to me. It's so good. What did, what did, I mean, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we, you know, our love of this film, because I know everyone here probably likes it, loves it, however, however you want to go about it. So let's start with you guys, as always. What did you guys think of The Dark Knight? Watching it again. Well, <laughs> let me start this off by saying I just fucking okay. no. It's really <laughs> good. It is so fucking good. Like, there's so many scenes in this movie. I mean, like everything's great, but like especially like stuff with the Joker, where he'll just say something. And it's just like I, I, I just it's brilliant. Like it's just it's brilliant. It's everything. Oh, you'll hear that a lot, by the way. Yeah. Today, I think I think it's. I don't know what to say about this movie that hasn't been said already or said much better yes. than what I could say about it, but it is literally not even just a superhero movie. It's just one. I would say at least one of the best movies of all time. It has to be. Yeah. At least in the top 100 or top yeah. 50 best movies ever. Dan's playing with a piece of paper, which is I was like, I what's that noise? <laughs> I'm sorry. I pick stuff up sometimes. I don't even think about it. I wasn't even thinking about it in my hand. You said it I'm like, fuck. And I just toss it. Yes. I think it's one of the best movies of all time. Like, it just, I can't, like you said, I cannot think, I can't think of a bad part about this movie. I guess the only thing, if you want to say, is that, that one of the actresses changed, but that's not really. It's not even bad. No, no. It's. And it wasn't even for a bad reason. No. Either. Like, I, I don't, what was it? She didn't want to come back. Is that, was that she the whole thing? Was, yeah, she was wanted to explore other um, roles that she had been given around that time, mm, which. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Katie Holmes. Don't blame her, but yeah. at the same time, this was an awesome movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think people expected it to be as high caliber as it, as it was. No, I don't think so. I mean, as some. I, the end of Batman Begins, where he gets the Joker card, you know the Joker's going to be in the next film. So, and I'm automatically, I'm in. Sign me up. Anything that has to do with the Joker, sign me up. And, uh, I, well, Angela, you talk about what you thought of the film, and then I will spew all of my praises of this. I, I love it. It's definitely one of my top movies. Um, 
if I told Dan, I said, if if Heath Ledger would have been in a Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, it would have been oh. Oh. really good. Amazing oh movie. Because I feel like you cannot top his physical Joker. Like his mannerisms. You can't. Like his his mannerisms, his his ability to just ad lib. Yeah. And a lot of the improvised scenes they kept in the movie that he yeah. had. It, like yeah. it was perfect. Perfect. Like I you you couldn't get any better than than him. It, it's and I could I could go on all night about how how great it is, but I was literally thinking of happen. the first scene you see him while you're talking because I'm thinking of him and I just laughed at like the way he's introduced into the story, like not the first scene, but after the scene at the very very beginning of the movie, the first scene you see him and after that, but we'll talk about when they get there. I just laughed to myself thinking of that. I'm sorry, it's really good. I just love it. Uh, this was the the. This movie means a lot to me in many ways. This was the first movie that I ever saw in theaters with my now wife. Uh, this was our, mm-hmm. this was like one of our you know first dates after we started dating. We I was like, hey, let's go see The Dark Knight. What a, this is a good date movie, you know? I saw this gross. movie three times in <laughs> gross. Let's go see. Let's go see Batman and possibly have multiple children in the future. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I saw this movie three times in theaters. Um, I am not throughout my life. I have not really been the type of person to go see a movie multiple times in theaters. I always was like, you know, I saw a movie in theaters. Okay, I'll watch it again when it comes. I'll go. I'm most likely going to buy the DVD or the Blu-ray because I was a massive Blu-ray DVD collector. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if I like the movie, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy it and then I'll watch the shit out of it later. But this was just so good. I had to experience it with other people. So like I went with with my wife I, and then I think I brought like my best friend at the time. We went like a couple days later and then I went with my younger brother a little bit later after that. So that's just how good this movie was and how much I loved everything about it. Yes. Does it have its flaws? It does. And to be honest, I think most of those flaws for me is Batman himself and some of the things that he does, like the voice, <laughs> watching it again for the you know hundredth time I've seen this movie, the voice is he kind of like went in a different direction with the voice than what he did with Batman Begins. I felt like when he was doing the voice change in Batman Begins, it wasn't as like raspy and like you could understand what he was saying. But there's sometimes where he is like, man, how is his voice not completely shot? How are you right. able to talk like that? And then immediately turn into Bruce Wayne and not yeah. be like, hey, oh my God, why can't I talk now? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but it's very minor. Like, the, I mean, people, you know, I know people that don't like the suit because of the fact that it's, it's, it looks very, very military like because of the fact that he's, very, but it makes sense. It makes sense yeah. to all of the prior Batmans before him. Like that was the biggest flaw with the bat suit was that you can't move. It's it's so unrealistic to be able to fight crime in a suit where you can't even yeah. turn your neck. Yes. Like the fact where in the beginning of this movie, he's uh, when he's in the car garage there and he after he the the van starts to drive away and it's driving down and he he literally turns his entire body like he has to swing his entire body because he can't turn his neck 
in order to to, yep. to then move forward. And I really love that they, you know, they go into detail about, you know, I want to be able to move my neck. That's like the, the prime objective. And it's just more the flexibility of being able to to fight crime. But they also tell you, well, if you do this, you're going to be vulnerable in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like you'll be able to, you know, if somebody gets close to you, they, they could easily stab you or you can get shot. And which I like, I like it wasn't just like, here's a new suit. No explanation behind it. There you go. And there was those, on them. Right. There was these little details uh, that, that they throw out there that really make you understand it. it, it I, I really appreciate. But yeah, this movie, I've seen it so many times. I Heath Ledger definitely carries this film with his performance. Oh, just yeah. he it, it's funny because when he was cast as the Joker, it was kind of the same situation or the same. Um, you know, people reacted the same way like they did back in the 80s when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. It was like, you're really going to put the Brokeback Mountain dude in, you know, as the Joker. Like, this yes. is an, this is one of the, probably the most iconic villain in history. Like, in you know, if, when it comes to fictional villains, the Joker is on top. Like, it's just so, you know, with the way that Jack Nicholson put him on screen and, and then, of course, the, his history through the comics, you know, the Joker's iconic. And it was like Heath Ledger. What has he yeah. really done that yeah. could, could really show that he could take this role and do something with it? And he literally knocked it out of the park, putting something on screen that was just never seen so before. Good. It, we didn't get that typical origin story with him where he falls in a vat of asses. This is a dude who has gone through some shit. He's scarred from those life events and is just dropped everything. And and his prime objective is just to cause as much chaos as possible. I actually love how they handled his origin in this about that. Uh, Cause I know we'll talk about more when we get into the actual movie about whenever he taught, he talks about his scars. It's almost always a different story. Right. Every time. Well, and then know. the fact that there's literally nothing on him. He's he's 100% anonymity. Like, there's nothing on the guy. It's great. I think it's fantastic. And and that's what makes the Joker so scary is is that when you don't give him an origin, I think that's what makes him... It makes him scarier because you you never... There's nothing to kind of look back on. Uh, As as much as I love the killing joke uh, as, as a graphic novel, there's an origin behind him. Which is a good origin. I thought it, you know, it's pretty, it's good for the story. But like the Joker, just being that mystery makes him so much scarier. And I appreciate the hell out of it. I appreciate that that Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer, when they sat down to write the script for this movie, that they decided we're not going to do an origin, but we are going to put these little stories in there where you're kind of questioning what is real and what is just him coming up with these very elaborate stories. It's not, they're not basic stories. No, they're not at all. They're very detailed. You know, the, the story that he tells gamble is just like, holy shit. And it's always one of those things that if they were to make an origin based on this Joker, it it's one of those things where I feel you have so many options on what you could do, but I hope it never happens, which it probably will never happen. Well, uh, yeah, probably not. But one thing that's funny is you mentioned that is that kind of something they tapped in in this, and I don't know if this was canon at this point or mentioned at this point, 
But there was one time a while back, uh, this had to be over 10 years ago, had to be easy. They actually mentioned that somebody said that the Joker, uh, not not directly involved with DC Comics, but the Joker actually has a superpower because what's called a super ego, because he can literally just reinvent himself at any given time. Like, you mm-hmm. know how the, in the comics, Joker's gone through all these changes and stuff. And it's almost like he's, people, I think they equate it almost like having multiple consciousnesses or something within him, like almost like multiple split personalities. Yeah. Because he'll, in the comics, especially in, even in movies, he'll go through wildly different interpretations with no solid real origin. And that's why I wonder where these stories he's coming from is some kind of psychosis or something like that. Right. Or maybe he just pulls them out of his ass and that's just how he mm-hmm. is. So there, there was, I mean, there's, there's always been theories. I mean, this movie's for almost 14 years old. So there's been many theories on, you know, the origins of this Joker. And, you know, of course it's mostly fan theories because the creators of this specific Joker, they pretty much said there's no origin. You know, they wrote what they wrote in the script and they have, you know, they might have some stories that they'll tell later on in life, you know, down the road. If somebody were to ask, sit down with David S. Goyer and ask him, he might spew something. But there's been a lot of fan theories. One of them, which I, I think is the best uh, theory that I've read, is the one where he is a former soldier. He was a he was in the military. He was an explosive expert, and he got shot in the face, which is why he has the scars. Uh-huh. Like he was shot like through the mouth. And he suffers from PTSD and he, you know, he's just, it's kind of why he does what he does is to kind of kind of, uh, he wants to destroy the, the country that pretty much betrayed him. And it's all, you know, he wants to create chaos because that's what, you know, that's what the country did or causes in other countries when we're at war. It's just all about chaos and he just has no care. Uh, another one, which was based on the newest Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, which I thought was really cool because somebody illustrated this was, you know, at the uh, the end of the movie, you know, when the when Arthur Fleck, the main character, he become you know, you truly see him become the Joker in a way Um the the Joker from the Dark Knight is just a child at the at the time because that movie takes place in the early 80s and he sees him. He's a severely scarred child because of the they probably took the more of the origin, the first story that the Joker tells in this in this movie about his father yeah. cutting him. Yeah. And he's just a child and he sees this guy, you know, with the, you know, looking like the Joker and he just it kind of inspires him to become. Yeah. Um, the the Joker, hmm. which I just thought it was a cool little thing that somebody just kind of created based on um, the re- most recent movie. Yeah, but, of course. But the fact that he doesn't have an origin makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. I really love the interpretation of Two Face in this. This is w- so far superior to what we got with Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. This is Two Face. This is Harvey yes. Two-Face. This is Harvey Dent being the district attorney, trying to make things better. He is the one who is almost getting Batman to give up the mantle of Batman because he yes. Bat, because Bruce Wayne has the faith in Harvey Dent to create a better Gotham. But the Joker, of course, he spoils all that by, you know, pretty much destroying him. He splits him in two. He, he kills the woman he loves. He... Yeah, he causes him to he he implants, you know, things into his head 
And then, of course, Harvey Dent turns into Two-Face, goes out and seeks revenge, and then can't come back from it. So now, and then once, you know, the end happens, it's Batman has to then become, you know, he has to take all the blame so that Harvey's name doesn't get washed, you know, dragged through the mud. And everything that Harvey Dent did wasn't, you know, for nothing. It's It's a great, I think, I think that's another thing that keeps it so interesting and keeps this makes this movie so great is that there's not just, you know, the Joker is, is he's like a parasite. He's able to weed, weed his way into everything that's going on in Gotham as one man, as this man, he's, you know, he's not super strong. He's, he's just, he's so smart and he just doesn't give a shit about anything. He talks about how he doesn't care about money. He just cares about sending a message. Yep, yep. Just perfect. I love, I love how good he is at manipulating people too. So yeah. good. It, it's just everything that Heath Ledger puts on the screen is just perfect in so many ways. And to be honest, I think there was some people. I remember back when the movie came out, and of course Heath Ledger passed away shortly. It was about six months before the movie premiered. And uh, for anyone who. I know I saw some people in your community talk about how they were going to film some other stuff with him at, at the end of the movie and they didn't because he died. He finished filming before he died. Yeah. So they, that's not true. Finished. Uh, okay. There was that what you get in the movie is what you get. There was no extra stuff. There yeah. was the possibility of bringing him back for the for Dark Knight Rises. But of course, they they were going to do some subtle things to kind of be like, oh, yeah, the Joker's in Arkham or the Joker's at Blackgate. To kind of be like he's still here, but then, but they wanted to respect Heath, uh, and they just kind of completely yeah. erased the Joker in the next yeah, movie. Yeah. Makes sense. His birthday is actually tomorrow. Really, or would have been tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. twenty-seven like, years okay. old. Do you imagine twenty? Yeah. He was twenty-six when this movie was filming. Yeah. Imagine just the the sheer talent of a twenty-six-year-old man to do something like what he he did. I mean, he he had done great movies before The Dark Knight. I mean, as many people will talk shit about Brokeback Mountain, Brokeback Mountain is actually a really good movie. The story is very good. It's and and he's one of probably the best parts of that movie. But he but I think the way that people saw him, he was that he was that teen heartthrob. You know, he was in like was it 10 Things I Hate About You and Yeah. yeah. Um he was in uh, a, Knight's oh, Tale. a Knight's Tale. What a great movie. The Patriot. <laughs> the Patriot. Yeah, yeah where yeah. he was kind of, he was a side character, but yeah, he was never like the focal point of 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 many movies and 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 the movies that he was, you know, they were that, you know, teen you know, teen movies or young adult movies uh where this is completely, completely different. You know, he locked himself in a hotel room for six weeks. Yep. You know, yep. he had a journal that his father actually currently has that he's shown many times. There's actually a documentary out called I Am, I think it's I Am Heath or I Am Heath Ledger, where it, it it's it's his life story. And it's stuff like there's like newspaper clippings. He, he watched uh, uh, Clockwork Orange repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Throughout it, you know, he was practicing his voice, the voice, which um, is a mix between. I can't think of the comedian's name, but he was a comedian in the the late 70s who sounded very much like what the Joker sounds like in this movie. 
uh, he, Sid Vicious and Malcolm S- McDowell. Uh, oh no, no, sorry, no, that wasn't it. That was uh, his inspirations. Yeah, the voice was from somebody else. I can't remember the yeah, the, yeah. the guy's name. But yeah, he. I mean, he went deep into this role. And another thing that a lot of people speculate about his death was that this was the re- like he was so in deep with this character that it caused him to uh, he OD'd on sleeping pills and a lot of people were like oh it's because of how dark the Joker was it's like no it wasn't like we're never gonna know I get you know he's there's a lot of things that could have been going on in his life that you'll we're we're never gonna know it was to be honest from what a lot of people said it was just kind of a freak accident it was you know he just was having trouble sleeping he took some sleeping pills they didn't react right with his body and he died in his sleep it's it's unfortunate that that's mm-hmm. how you know how it goes but you know just seeing people just make shit up when I they see. don't know they want to just make their own narratives on things yeah prey on the situation all i know is that th- I will, you know, I will put on record that this is probably one of the greatest performances of all time, not just in a superhero movie. This is one of the greatest performances in a movie. Oh, yeah. And this is why, as much as I loved the Batman, I thought that was a great Batman movie. This will, this can never be topped just in the sheer fact of how great Heath Ledger was as the Joker. Whew, so much so much to talk about this movie's fucking great oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree man i mean you covered it you just carried that section well and to go back you as you said that this was the best harvey dent i i like this version of harvey dent because two-face harvey dent mm-hmm. because it's not just him becoming the guy that flips the coin like Mm -hmm. you you don't see that before before he comes to face but in this that's like his whole it's his whole thing is the coin and it just gets better after he becomes two face yeah i agree well also that uh it's cool because you see even before like you said he really becomes two face i mean he's already struggling with everything that's going on. Like he's already like breaking down before he even becomes two Face later, like at the end of the movie or toward the end of the movie. Yeah. But it's just kind of nice. It's not just like the accident happens and then boom, he's all of a sudden like a crazy yeah. madman. Like, no, no, he was already getting to that point. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that, you know, a movie writes like a quote unquote natural series of progress, like natural yeah. progression to a character. So this movie was released on July 18th, 2008 in the United States, and then July 25th, 2008 in the UK. It was two and a half hours, but it doesn't feel it. If it's no. it's one of those movies where it's, you know, pushing that, oh my God, this is a long movie mark, but when it's this good, it doesn't, it could have been three and a half hours, and I would have been, so I would have been so invested. This movie made as much money as Batman Begins in the first six days of release. Not surprising. $185 million budget. 
And it made a little over a billion dollars at the box office. Becoming, yeah, at the time it was the fourth highest grossing film of all time. And it was the highest grossing film of 2008, which I don't even remember any. (laughs) To be honest, I can't even think of movies that came out in 2008 that would have even competed with this. And it, uh, it's opening weekend. It made $158 million. It's a chunk of change. It's wild. That covers your budget. So, yeah. And in 2020, it was selected for preservation in the United States national film registry by the library of Congress, um, for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Becoming the second superhero film after Superman from 1978 to earn that honor. So, okay, pretty big deal. Pretty. It is. Big I, I, deal. I I I feel this movie movie bowl deserves to be there. I don't know about Superman. Carry on. <laughs> We're not talking about Superman today. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this movie was directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, it was the screenplay was done by Chris and his brother Jonathan Nolan. Uh, brother who is actually the creator of the Westworld show. Oh, is he? Yeah, him and his wife, Lisa Joy. Yeah, but this was, uh, I don't, so I think he was part of Batman Begins production, but he wasn't really significant. It would. It was not until this movie where he actually becomes like a, a significant part of um, production with his brother. Weird fact that I just want to state. So Christopher Nolan is, they're both from the UK. And Christopher Nolan has the accent, like he's like the the, the British accent. His brother Jonathan has it, like he's he sounds like he sounds like me. It's so weird, and they're like full on brothers. So they he just like obviously lived in the country long enough that he just lost it. So he they so he grew up in Chicago, and I guess he used to get made fun of. So he actually forced himself to lose the accent. Really? Yeah. So kind of like how I used weird to be fact. when we lived in yeah, Nebraska. She, yeah, she used to have a southern accent. Or I, I, I uh, when we moved to Nebraska, I got not necessarily made fun of, but everybody's like, oh, you're from the south. Let me make fun of your accent and kind of uh, try and imitate it. And I was like, nah. So yeah. I just started trying to talk more proper, less southern. Gotta love, gotta love those bullies. Like uh, again, the self-conscious. I believe it. It's stupid. This movie was written by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer once again. So we can, I guess, you know, I will, I, I guess David S. Goyer is the goat when it comes to writing movies. You know, he just had to step away from Blade for a minute yeah. and uh, write some really damn good movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, one and two were good. Just three was kind of like a. Yeah. Oh, I can. Music again was done by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. And God damn, this is one of my favorite movie soundtracks of all time. I used to listen to this soundtrack on repeat all the time. It is the Joker theme is one of the greatest themes for any character. Just that, that like really hard. By? Somebody was telling us something about the Joker's theme, and this was inspired by another piece or something. Uh, I don't. I didn't look too deep into into the themes, but all I know yeah, is somebody that was that telling me that. I'm so sorry. Good. So good. somebody knows, just they'll mention it in the comments. 
So again, we have Christian Bale playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Michael Caine back as Alfred. Heath Ledger playing the Joker. Gary Oldman back as uh, James Gordon. He goes for many positions in this one. Uh, Aaron Eckhart playing Harvey Dent. Maggie Gyllenhaal replacing Katie Holmes uh, as Rachel Dawes. Rachel! (laughs) (laughs) And Morgan Freeman back as Lucius Fox. And again, Morgan Freeman is just amazing. Always, always. He's one of the best parts of this movie. Just how he conducts himself the whole time. So, yeah. I mean, this is really I don't really want to go into too many like crazy behind the scenes stuff as it's there's a there's a there's a lot to talk about. There's a really good behind the scenes stuff. If you, you know, if you were to to get it on Blu-ray, um, they have a lot of cool uh, behind the scenes, especially, you know, the inside Heath Ledger's head as he's creating the Joker. Uh the bus, though, I want to talk about the bus scene in the beginning. Please. So this scene, so the the opening to this movie is great. This is where yeah, Christopher Nolan uh, started with the the these big IMAX set openings, where it's not about Batman. You kind of don't know what the hell is going on. You're kind of slowly being introduced to a character, but through just people talking about him until you get that reveal at the end. It's a great opening. The uh, the bus that shows up at the end that crashes into the bank, um, it was one of the hardest shots to do because they they actually had to build the bus inside the bank. They had to take it apart and build it inside, and then they would have to take it apart and bring it back outside. And then they had to like do I think it was it was a weird shot they had to do where it looks like it's coming out of the building, but it literally was just coming off of a of a street. So the the building was was all CG. Yeah, yeah. The, the also the fact of like no one noticed this bus coming out of the building. <laughs> it merged in with the other buses. Nobody like, noticed oh, the shit. bricks falling off. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like the uh, dude that whole scene at the beginning though. Damn. Yeah. Right. Oh god, dude. Oh, it's so good. It's like one of my favorite heist moments in a movie. It's it's great with the you know. It's showing the guys up on the on the building shooting the the lines down to the other building so they can zip line. And then, of course, you get the sh- my favorite shot is the shot of the guy standing on the corner with the mask. He's holding on to his mask and he's got the duffel bag waiting for the car to pick him up again. You find out later who it is, but it's so great because you never see his face. He's he, like his hair looks normal. He gets in the car. And then, of course, you got the two goons driving that have the the clown masks on and they're talking about you know, the, the job and they're talking about the guy, you know, the way they're going to split the money. And they're like, well, you gotta, you gotta give it some to the guy who, uh, who planned the job. He's like, well, no wonder they call him the Joker. Yeah. Why can't he be out here doing this? Yeah. He's like, well, it was five shares for everybody. No, it's six. We got to pay. Or was it six and then seven? I can't remember. I think it was, I think it was job. five. And then it was like, no, well, we got to make sure we cut in the guy who planned the job. He's like, he thinks he could just sit it out and get it, you know, get a cut. No wonder they call him the Joker. <laughs> so good. So they get to the bank. There's so many, so many quotable lines in this. Oh, yeah, there are. This yeah. Stretch of scenes. And of course, this whole heist is set up as 
they have people who can do certain jobs, and once they do their job, they are eliminated, pretty much cutting the, you know, what people are going to be getting. If the guy's dead, he can't get any money. So you have the guy cracking the, the safe. I love where he gets up, he gets electrocuted, and he puts the shoes <laughs> on his feet to, yeah. to do it. I like that. He's like, is that going to be a problem? Nah. Nope. It's the comms, it's, it's the comms guy that gets taken yeah. out first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, it's a little bit sophisticated, but I think I'll get it. Is this going to be a problem? No. <laughs> this takes him out. Then it's yes. the guy in the safe, and he's talking about how, like, the guy, he's like, oh, yeah, we, we were told, you know, once we're done, you know, you eliminate you eliminate somebody. And he's like, yeah, that's what I was told, too. And he's like, yeah. no, no, no. And he gets shot. Yeah. The great the thing very, is, you don't... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'll say the very, very end's my favorite. Yes. When it's down to the last two. Yeah. So there's it's no like, blood. There's absolutely no blood in any of this. Even you know, when guys get shot, it's kind of you get that like burst of like when it hits the clothing, it's just like a little bit of shit comes out of it. But there's never there's no blood. There's the, you know, the violence is very dulled down. And I think that's just that's just the way Christopher Nolan is. He's not into the big, you know, blood and gore. And he's very yeah. stylized as a filmmaker. Yes. Yeah. He where is. he feels it's not necessary. Does it make sense? No. But it's fine with me. But also, he also thinks it's not necessary to uh, hear what everybody has to say in a movie. But that's beside the point. <laughs> just, just Look at you, Tenet. <laughs> I haven't seen that. No, no, I've heard like le legitimately like one of the I didn't watch it either. But one of the big gripes was there's literally people watching the movie theater. There are people talking and there's noise going on in the movie. And you can't understand what the characters are saying sometimes. And he's like. That's how I wanted the movie to be. Like, that's we don't know what's fucking going on if we can't understand what the characters are saying sometimes. <laughs> it's he's a filmmaker. It's it's his vision. So let him yeah. do what he wants to do, I guess. So, yeah, so we're down now at the like main floor of the bank. And we have the bank manager there. Yes. Why William can't I Fitchner. think of his William Fitchner? Yeah. He's is, awesome, dude. He's awesome, awesome, man. He was in Armageddon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. in Armageddon. <laughs> I mean, he's been in yeah. a lot of stuff. He was actually uh, in that Joe versus Carol show I watched, which was hilarious. Oh, God. Prison Break. <laughs> he, I mean, dude, like he just, I said, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's in fucking Turok in 2008. That movie's great. Play Turok on the PS3. Wait, they made a Turok movie? No, not yeah, movie, game. game. Oh, the PS game. Oh, okay. The one from 2008. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I played the hell out of the Turok that, games. That's a good, that's a good, I played Turok the original game. Turok games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good game, too. So, yeah. So, he's the bank manager and he is, you know, he sees everything going on, but of course, no one like sees him. So, he takes out a shotgun and just starts shooting it. And like it's a little great. sawed off, like, bah, yeah. Do you and know whose bank this is? He just keeps yeah. it under his desk, like, well, there's a reason for that. Uh, well, <laughs> and I, love, later. I love when he shoots, you know, he shoots a bunch of rounds off and he's like the what the goon talks to, you know, the other guy and he's like, easy out. And he just turns and shakes his head, shakes his head. Yes, he gets up and he shoots him again. He's like, where'd you learn how to count? <laughs> yeah, he got like nailed in the shoulder or something. So it didn't kill him. <laughs> Do you know whose money this is? Do you know whose yeah. bank this is? And then the guy, the last guy stands up, shoots him with a little, I think he was, it was like an Uzi. It's a, um, he has a proficiency for, um, automatic pistols. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm going to blank this in somebody's, God dang it. It's either, a, I'm going to say it's a Glock 18. 
Okay. It's a fully auto Glock. So he's just like, because he uses yeah. it multiple times in the movie. He's got the extended yeah. like 32 round mag on it. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Right. He hits him a few times with it. And the guy's like, Ugh. yeah. Falls over. And he's like, yeah, he's all like awkwardly on the ground, just lying there. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is the great moment where, he, you know, the, the guy stands up after he shoots him. And he, the guy, the one goon's talking about like how he, you know, once everything happens, he's going to have to eliminate him. And so he's got him aimed and he starts sneakily sliding to the side because yeah, cause he he's knows like, what's about to happen. Yeah. He's like, uh, the one guy's like, so let me guess. He told you're supposed to kill me when this is done or something like that. Yeah. The guy's like, no, I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. He's like, bus driver. Bus driver. <laughs> yeah. and then the bus comes in and just smokes him and i just love where he tilts his head like yeah <laughs> and that's when the the bank manager is lying on the ground and he starts you know he starts squawking again he's like you think you're gonna get away with this you don't even know who you're messing with and he this is when we get the iconics the shot where what is what does the bank manager say on the ground He's like, what do you uh, remember? What do you when, believe uh, in? What do you believe yeah, in? Criminals used to believe in something. something. What do you believe in? Yeah. What do you believe in? And then he shoves a gas grenade in well, his just, mouth. It's just a well, you just think it's a grenade. Right. Well, you, yeah, he shoves yeah. it in his mouth. And that's when the last guy, he takes off his mask and it's the Joker. Um, like, I believe he says, well, I believe what it doesn't whatever kill, kill you. you. Whatever, whatever yeah, doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Yeah, and then walks away. He's got, and he's got the he's line got, coming out of the back of his jacket. Ah, oh, God, it's so good. He shuts it, and shuts the back door, drives out, and when he and then it pops the pin out, and a bunch of gas comes out. And the first thing my son says after this is, he goes, "Why did he just spit it out?" <laughs> I guess he was under the because see that's like that's what you, I'm assuming most people thought like oh he's gonna drive off it's gonna explode and kill the right. guy and it was just, yeah. uh, just an inert gas because oh, if he would have spit it out it would have still exploded and killed him so that's if it was which is true but a lot of people don't understand that you can fit larger things in your mouth that do not come out and I'm not not being stop it I am not <laughs> I'm not being sexual with that at all I'm good I'm good I'm good. I just, I had to have a moment. I wasn't he just saying He just it's, spit that all over the floor. It's fine. It's <laughs> good. We're, we're fine. It's like, have you, have you not seen people that have been, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to show you that I can put this light bulb in my mouth. I've seen people put oh. light bulbs in their mouth for money because people are like, oh, nope, you can't get it out. Once you get it in, you can't get it out. And that it's not not a sexual thing. It's people are stupid. People are being stupid. So it it was probably one of those those things where it's like, oh well. Not, not only can he you know he would still explode if he spit it out, but it probably right, was his. Gotcha. Your jaws lock up. It's. I got you. I understand. So the next scene is it's showing Gotham. It's showing criminals trying to do stuff and of course the bat symbol is out they look up they see it and they're like nah not tonight and they're like what do you think what is you some stupid superstition and we cut to like a, a car car port or a, a 
car park. garage or car park. Yeah. And there is a, a drug deal going on or there's like a meeting going on between this Russian dude and his cronies and everybody's favorite scarecrow, Jonathan Crane. Yeah, because he's fussing about that the drugs are giving him or fucking up their clients or killing yeah. them. He's like, I need yeah. repeat customers. He's like, yeah. tough shit, dude. Well, the guy he's, he brings in is like tripping. He's like tweaking the fuck out. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's like, you. He's like, I sold you the stuff you knew what you were getting into. Yep. And I love how he's wearing the mask. And you can see yes. the tube. You can see the tube coming from the bottom of the mask, which is, you know, to his arm for him yep. to dispense the the fear toxin. I love that that scarecrow's in this, even if it is for, you know, what he's in this for a minute and a half. It's still great to no to way. get that cameo from him. Hey man, he makes it in all three. I need it's not a really spoiler, but he makes it in all three. We need scarecrow. Yeah, you love scarecrow. It's cool to see because I forgot he was in the beginning of the movie. I completely forgot he was there. Yeah. So while this meeting is going on, we get some fake baddie mans. Oh yes, with guns. Yeah, there's uh, they're just one's got a shotgun, one's got a, a, a looks like it's a freaking rifle from the 40s. It's, what I know, what I could catch one of them was a mini a Ruger Mini 14, which is probably the rifle you're talking about because it yeah. looks like an older rifle. Yeah, and you know they they start charging and shooting every and so chaos ensues, and then you got the guy who has the Ruger, and Batman shows up and he grabs the end of it. And bends, and bends it, it, which is great. Yep. And you and you can see the mechanism he uses to to do it, and then it like retracts back into the suit, yeah. which I thought was really cool. And I think one of one of my minor gripes with this movie is I do not like the fight choreography for Batman. He, his arms are always like this all the time, and he does this yep. one move where he's always chopping with his fucking forearms. And I'm like, what happened to the fight choreography from Batman Begins, where it was a little felt a little bit more smooth. But it feels very get, clunky as he's always has his arms up like this. Well, see, I feel like this is something I was going to comment on. I feel like this is uh, express. They, they talk about this in the movie because he mentions the bat suit being kind of bulky and heavy. Yeah. Later when they get the new one, mm. and is I don't is it, are we is this the Batman from the the suit from the first movie? Because it looks weird to me when I was seeing this Batman. It's the cowl that kind of throws me off. It's like the way the cowl sits on top of the shoulders where it's like above it, where it looks like it's actually like imprinted, like bolted to the top of the suit. And it just looks really weird. It does. That's what I thought. And I was like, well, he mentions about the suit being heavier and too heavy because he mentions later. He's like, oh, you know, the suit's too heavy. I'm you know, not being able to move as well as I should have. I don't know if he made any alterations or if it was the claw thing that slowed no. him down. But maybe that's why, because I thought the fight looked fighting looked better later in the movie but yeah it mm -hmm. looks super awkward here in the beginning yeah it was kind of i thought that maybe what they were trying to illustrate it but... was definitely clunky just everything he was even like mm -hmm. got on the side of that car the bus when it was speeding yeah. off it just looked it just looked weird yeah. like he just wasn't at i don't know yeah i'm glad we don't get this was like the only scene we get with the suit because yeah, I think of that's course, why this is the event suit, but... yeah. yeah so yeah he gets um everything's going on and Batman and of course uh Jonathan Crane gets into the into the van he starts driving away Batman gets cl uh, he clings onto the side of it and he's got like another device that can like he's trying to tear into the side of the van which I thought was really cool and then he yeah, gets yeah. Hit, and then he hits the the one of the beams that are there and gets fucked up 
and he gets attacked. By, oh, at first he gets attacked by the dogs because the yes. Russian guy calls the dogs on and he, you know, one of them gets him. He fucking tosses him. It's not the first these rot these Rottweilers get <laughs> fucking yoinked around. Owned, dude. Owned. <laughs> these poor dogs. And yeah, so he gets he clings onto the side of the van, tries to get in, gets knocked off, and I love. I mean, this is a really cool scene because he he gets up, he do, he does like the full body turn, and then he pr- gets himself onto the ledge, and he kind of times. Yeah, he kind of times yeah, sorry, when the van sorry. is gonna hit, and he yeah. falls down, and he cla- and he lands on top of the van, which collapses it. I don't know how it doesn't kill Crane, <laughs> right? But he didn't. So he ties them all up, kind of puts them all together, and I just love, you know, We're trying cr- to help you. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad this. Vi- What's like- the difference between me and you? I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I'm like, just- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I like that Nolan even before like. This was like really early because when this came out, oh, oh eight. So this would have been like the start of like the MCU. Yeah, man. Like at least, at least... Oh, that's true. Iron Man came out the same year. Yeah. So yeah. like the thing I like about this though is is Nolan even realized that you don't need to kill your villains off. Mm-hmm. No. Because like like superhero movies were horrible for that before this. They would just fuck kill their car- villains. Yeah, you'd have a villain and then he dies. Yeah. And there was no kind of returning. You know, the, I think the only time that like the MCU was doing it was bringing back that villain was with Thanos. But when, but prior to that, every like pretty much every villain dies in, yeah, in the I MCU. Was like, Why are you doing that, man? Yeah, I, I like even with the you know it being just a little bit of a cameo. We still get we still get Crane. I love when he gets caught and he just doesn't give a shit. He's just like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because he's like because they're doing the thing. It's like these guys aren't Batman. Because the like, smile. And then Bat like the real Batman shows up, and he's like, or uh, that's more like it because like he knows yeah. he knows the he real knows. Batman, yep. not these jack holes and fucking ba- like football pads and shit. Right. <laughs> I, I do love when the the fake Batman does the you know we're just trying to help. He's like I don't need help, and then Crane goes, not my diagnosis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yeah, the hockey pad thing that was pretty funny. I did, but then that's the first time you hear the new voice. Yeah, because it's so much and it's so much deeper. Like what? There's times where you like it's hard to understand what he's saying. It's like another character that we're gonna see in this trilogy, where they had to like turn up the volume so you could hear what he was saying. Don't shit on that. I love that. I know exactly what you're fucking talking about. He is. I'm not shitting on it. I just that's what they had to do to him because people were like, "What is he saying?" Well, I remember the first time I watched, I watched this, and I was like, "Batman needs a gun." Like, yeah, right. When did this happen? And yeah. then I was like, later, I was like, "Oh, the, oh, okay." Yeah, the and the thing is, is I like that. So that Batman, that fake Batman, is the one who later gets killed by the Joker, yeah, show, yeah. which I thought was really cool that it wasn't just like some other random fake Batman. It was one of it was yeah. that one. Yeah, it was cool. I like yeah, that. Our chat, I noticed that. I was our like, oh, hockey pad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Poor hockey pad guy. Yeah, we watched this on Discord. It was a good time, dude. So I bet. Good. So Batman meets with Gordon at the bank and they talk about Joker and they kind of put him off to the side. They're like, yeah, we'll worry about him later. We're going to go after the mob. And 
we then go back to Bruce's new pad. It's like uh, his new bat cave, which is like underneath a shipping container that they like. Yeah, it's 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 like an underground space, like wide it's space. Quite bright. Too. It's a room for testing yeah. fluorescent lights. It's all. It's, it's just <laughs> it really is. Like, it's like listen, it's got a see? it's got a furnace down there where, <laughs> like later on, you see him yeah. using it to burn shit. I will say, like you just put that in there. I will say, for literally being a concrete room filled with fluorescent lights, it has a really good aesthetic to it. It really does. I thought it was a really cool look. I know for being that simple, I was like, okay. And how the elevator like lowers down in the center of the room. Yeah, pretty fucking cool. So bright, like oh god, ridiculously bright. I I love you know that Alfred is bringing him breakfast. He's not there at the penthouse. Yeah, yeah, and he has to go there, and he's like, "I can't wait for Wayne Manor to be, you know, built, so you could actually be, <laughs> so you could actually yeah. be home." And he talks about, you know, he needs to go to Lucius about a new suit because, mm-hmm. you know, he got, you know, the dog, you know, the dog actually like hurt him, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. Once he asked him, he's like, "What'd you do? Get mauled by a wolf or something like that, or like it's a like bear a dog?" He got buried ball by something, and he's like, it was a dog, actually. Sizable dog. And then, of course, Alfred makes a wisecracker to it, which I fucking I love. Well, he's yeah. like, every time, you, every time you stitch yourself up, you make a mess. <laughs> yep. And he was talking about how, you know, it, of course, the, the whole thing is Alfred is slowly, he, you know, he's seeing Bruce go deeper and deeper into the Batman persona, and it's, ter- and it's scary to him because... You know, yeah. He's like, when is it going to be enough for you when you're dead? And he's like, well, when that time comes, you can say I told you so. And he's like, well, and when that time comes, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. which is which is great. We meet Harvey and Rachel, Harvey Dent and Rachel Dawes. Uh, they're trying to put Salvatore Moroni in jail. And uh, this the courtroom scene is is pretty cool. I like that uh, we're. This is kind of reminiscent to Harvey Dent's original origins because yeah, he gets he the gets courtroom. The, yeah. So he's talking to one of these cronies and the pretty much, I guess, originally the, the crony had testified that he that, you know, Maroney was behind everything. But then the guy turns around and says that he's the leader of the of the of Falcone's. Um, the whole thing was like that Maroney once. um Falcone was 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 out. Maroney stepped, yeah. you know, took over, and the that was the whole thing is they wanted to put him in that spot so they could put him in jail. But this guy was like, "Nah, it was all me. I'm the one." Yeah. He's like, "That's not what you said before." And then he whips out yeah. a gun that doesn't fire, and then Harvey Dent takes it apart and just throws it in Maroney's face. Yep. <laughs> He's like, "If you're gonna try to sh- if you're gonna try to shoot me, at least use American." Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, showing how badass Harvey Dent is, and oh yeah, it's great. So badass. But unfortunately, it nothing happens with Maroney. It's the power of his blood. He gives him super strength. If they would it, shoot him in the chin, it would just deflect off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or his chin would just eat it. Um, I just got a crimson chin now. I'm sorry, Karen. Go, go, I'm sorry. I'll stop. I just keep going. Just go. We then go back to Harvey's office where he beats with Gordon, and they already are off on like a weird foot here. They're like, you know, 
Dent knows, has investigated a lot of people in Gordon's department. So, and, but Gordon is one of those guys who's very, you know, he's very loyal to his people. So he's, he's just kind of taking the benefit of the doubt, even though Dent's like, all your people are corrupt. They're all part of something. And this is the first time you get that question where Dent goes, oh, you guys, I heard you guys had a nickname for me when I was at internal affairs. He's and Gordon's like, I have, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I will say this whole scene feels like the real kind of bullshit that would be in like any like city with big like department conflicts and stuff there would be this right. kind of in like inter like uh internal and external conflict between departments it would just be like i don't know it felt really natural so yeah. scene did so yeah they were uh, they're pretty much talking about you know how how are they going to take down the mob that's the whole that's the whole point of everything mm -hmm. is is taking down the mob and what they're going to have to do to do it pretty much we then so bruce uh, he goes to Wayne Enterprises. He falls asleep during a meeting, I guess, with uh, with Lau, who is the um, he's the CEO of a one of these Chinese big Chinese companies that works with the mob. And based out of Hong Kong. Yep. One of the accountants isn't very happy. He's like, I wish uh, I mean, I understand he's here to kind of figure out where, his, you know, how his trust fund's doing. But this is kind of ridiculous. And he's like, yeah. You worry about the money, and I'll worry about Bruce Wayne. Which makes me, I just love Lucius Fox in this movie. I was reading, I don't know how true this is. Uh, his name was Reese? Yes, Mr. Reese. Mr. Reese was supposed to be like an analogy towards kind of like a reference to the Riddler. Yeah, I read that. I'm, I'm, I, was, I'm, I don't know how true that is. I was I, like, yeah, it was because he was trying to out Bruce Wayne as being Batman. Yeah, yeah, because if you say his name, it's Mr. Reese. Mr. Mr. Reese, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those kind of things. But anyway, go on. Zoom. So Bruce then talks to Fox. You know, so pretty much the whole him sleeping thing was all kind of a ruse to pretty much hear about you know what Lau is proposing with the company, and he then asks him about getting a new suit, and he gives him all like the designs of what he wants the suit to look like. You know, he wants more mobility. He just he just wants to be more flexible, and. Fox is like, yeah, well, if we do this, just know you might get stabbed. And <laughs> I like always like, and I needed to prevent dogs. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't need to be getting a text like, uh, what do we talk about? Rottweilers or chihuahuas? <laughs> You're like, well, to protect you from a cat. Yeah. 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 I love that. <laughs> I love that little. Oh. But, gonna add that in there. But it's realistic, though. In armor, it's going to be a give and take. I mean, you either yeah. going to have defensive power or maneuverability for the most part. Right. I mean, you can't have both. No. So we are now at a restaurant where Harvey and Rachel are having dinner, and who should stroll in but but Bruce and one of like the main ballerinas from the Russian ballet. Yep. <laughs> Bruce being Bruce. But that listen, I think Christian Bale is probably one of the better. Uh, Bruce Wayne's the way that he yes. puts himself out there as the playboy, you know, as yeah. the, the this is his fake persona, but he's got to play it so over the top, which is so great. Like he's always walking around with soup, like these super attractive, like he's got like four ladies with him when he walks into the into the fundraiser a little bit later in the movie. And <laughs> yeah, he's got three girls, and I'm like, man, I'd hate to be the one that doesn't have an arm wrapped around her. Like. <laughs> We were actually talking about this on stream the other day. If somebody asked who our favorite Batman was, 
and re-watching all these again, like, it's really hard for me not to, I mean, I love uh, Michael Keaton, but, like, Christian Bale does such a good job in both roles, yeah, outside of his ability to mimic a belt sander, but, <laughs> the, it, I mean, it, j- jokingly, of course, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It can be a little ridiculous sometimes, but I think he does a great job as both sides of the character. And it's really hard for me to pick. I don't know. But he does a great job. I'm just reinforcing what you're saying, essentially. Oh, I, I 100% agree. So, yeah, they talk about pretty much talk about a world without Batman or they talk about like what, you know, Debt actually defends the, you know, the moniker of Batman. He's like, you know, people believe in him. People feel safe when, you know, they see that symbol in the sky. They know you know, the city is going to be a little bit safer yeah. because Batman's there and, and Bruce kind of has to play it off as like, as the opposite of, of yeah. the conversation. But he's like, you know, you, you, you could be the white knight. You can be the guy who can do it all the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause Bruce is trying to find an out. He's trying to find an out so that he, him and Rachel can be together. Cause I think that's his ultimate goal is to, to you know, he doesn't want to be Batman forever. He want <laughs> nobody wants to be in Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not fucking Parker. <laughs> so Bruce decides he's gonna do. He's gonna uh, have a fu- a fundraiser for for Harvey. I love it where he's like, "Well, I'm not up for election for three years." He's like, "With my people, one fundraiser, you will never have to get another cent again." That's right. Covered for life. It's great. Oh, this is one of my favorite scenes. This is the introduction to the Joker as all the mob leaders yes. are sitting in the room and Lau is on the TV because he said, fuck this shit, I'm out. And he flies back yeah. to China. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. they're all talking about stuff. And that's when you hear the cackling in the distance and you don't see his face. It's a laugh. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, it's so this is what I was talking about earlier. This is the scene. I was talking about earlier. He's not doing his usual overzealous laugh. It's just he 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 ha ha ha. Yeah. It's like a fake he, ha, laugh, ha. but it's oh, and I thought my jokes were <laughs> bad. <Yeah. laughs> it's so good. That's my favorite. Like his introduction at the beginning is great, but this scene I loved so much. I was legit. Angela will tell you, there's multiple. I just laughed at the way he did shit because yeah. it's so well done. But the subtlety is so good. Basically. This is you're you're not just introduced to him for for just a second with you know a couple of lines. This is like his big you know monologue introduction. You know this is this is what sets the pace for Joker. Yeah, is it's so it's just so good. And the first thing you get yeah. is him propping up the pencil. He's like, you want to see a magic trick? And he props the pencil up, and yes. one of uh, Gamble, played by Michael Jai White, Spawn himself. Yep, Spawn. Yep. He is. Uh, yeah, he is one of the guys who is like, I am not. I don't want to see hear anything this dude talks about. But of course, he sends one of his guys over to do something, and oh Joker disappears. Fuck. Yep. And he makes oh. the pencil disappear. He's like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> And he goes talking well, and he's talking later and he's like, oh, what the TV's saying. Yeah. (laughs) It it is just so this is so good. There's some lines where like the thing is, is it's not it's 
everything he does with the character. It's it's his mannerisms, it's his tick, it's it's verbiage, his inflection. Like like literally, he's like he's talking, and then what Gabriel, whatever his name was, calls him a freak, and he's like, yeah, but like he just keeps going. He's like, whatever, like you know. Yeah, and but then he doesn't make a big deal. Him, he's just like, <sighs> my favorite though is when he calls him crazy, and he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love it where he's pretty much like a year ago. You know, you guys, you you ran the city until you know, you know, and everything changed with the Batman. So pretty much, what needs to be done is we need to kill the Batman. And everybody's like, "Well, if it's so easy, why haven't you done?" It? He's like, "Well, if you're if you're good at something, you never do it for free." Yeah, no, exactly. I love it though when he sits down and he's messing with the suit and he's like, you know. It's a nice suit. You should know you paid for it. <laughs> Savage, yeah. dude. He's just so good. Everything that comes out of his mouth is just fucking chef's kiss. Oh, man. I love it when Lau just turns off the TV. He's like, yeah, no. He's like, I'm out. Any part of this. He, oh, because he goes, he goes, you think just because you, you left, you don't think the Batman will find him and will drag him back <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. make him squeal. And I know squealers and he's a squealer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because Batman doesn't have restrictions. He doesn't have a jurisdiction. He can yeah. go wherever he wants. Yep. It's, he's not wrong. It, it's so good. And, of course, and, you know, Gamble the whole time, he's getting more and more pissed off until he gets up, and he's like, he's like, he's like pretty much like, enough. I've had enough of this this freak, and that's when Joker gets up, and he's got, like, ten grenades in his jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah. he's, got the, he's got all the pins are connected to him. Yeah. The wire that's around one of his fingers. I love when he walks out, he's like five million, five hundred thousand for him if he's dead, a million if you bring him back alive. And he's yep. just like starts like he's like, all right, clearly you guys need to think about this. You're not ready for this. <laughs> yeah. He's like slowly walking out the door, and he's like pointing to the, <laughs> the grenades yep. as he's walking out. So great. So Bruce gets his new suit and decides to go on a trip to set up. Uh, to go get Lao from China. So he sets up what's called a skyhook, which is a plane that it was a it was an old military thing that would literally pick people up from like really remote locations, like somewhere where they couldn't like land a chopper or land a plane. You would literally send up a, a, a balloon, which then the skyhook would take and it would kind of pull you up and then it would retract into the into the airplane. It's a really cool system. So pretty much he what he does is he this his whole, you know, having to pretend to be Bruce Wayne, which is what Batman is. He pretends to be Bruce Wayne and he's actually Batman as he takes the entire Russian ballet in somewhere tropic and leaves them all with, with Alfred. Yep. Oh, it's so good. And I think this is you your know, ride. Master Wayne or master Bruce. If you know, if you know the Russian for put on your own bloody sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Rachel and Harvey were supposed to go see the ballet and they show up and it's not, you know, they're not there. And then it shows the newspaper saying like billionaire takes Russian ballet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking damn it's it, just, Bruce. It's so good. <laughs> this is, we then go to Gamble's little hideout here where he's playing some pool and a guy comes, he's like, hey, Hey boss, they got the joke. Somebody said they got the Joker, and he's a cool. So they bring in this trash bag with a body in it, prop, plop him down on the pool table. He's like, "Well, five hundred thousand since he's dead." And then the Joker rises up and he turns around, puts a knife in his mouth. And says, what about alive? Yep. 
Yeah. And this is where we get the story about uh, where he asks him about his scars, which is one of the stories. So good. Yes, this is the first story uh, about the scars where he talks about his dad being a drunk and a fiend. Yeah. He used to beat his mom and he always would yell. He's like, why so serious? Which is his literally it's, it's literally his catchphrase. Yep. And let's put a smile on that face. And he carves a smile into his face. And then I love when he looks off and sees the guy that's being kind of held down on the ground. And he looks at him. He's like, why so serious? And then yeah, he, yeah. you don't see what he actually does to gamble, but you think I, I'm figuring he either slits his face or he slits his throat. But you never know. He just flops off to the side. Yeah. He he didn't make a whole lot of noise for having his face laced open. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think, would have been screaming. Right, I think I think it's like you said, his mo of not making it hyper violent. Yeah, like there's enough in there without they, being gruesome. Right, they don't show it. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, the a lot of people question the fact that Joker licks his lips a lot when he talks. So the reason behind tick. it, so that was put in the movie because uh, the prosthetic that went across his lip would constantly like come loose when he would talk. So he would constantly lick it to kind of keep it in place. So, but then it just, it just came, became a thing and it really just, it, it looks, it looks cool when he does it. Yeah. He's constantly like licking around. It's to keep the prosthetic from falling off while he's talking. Because the prosthetic is, um, it's literally just a plastic. It's like this rubber, piece that would go around his lips and then it was up here and then they would just have to blend it in to make it look like it was part of his skin which is really cool uh but yeah that was that was the story behind the the lick the lip licking wasn't part of the the original character um when it was written so lucius goes with bruce to china he meets with lao to tell him that the deal's on hold i love it when it's like uh, a simple phone call would have sufficed yeah yeah like yeah, I, Mr. Bruce didn't want to make you didn't want you to think he was wasting your time. Like just accidentally wasting my time. Oh, accidentally. Yeah. And earlier he had to turn in his phone and he gives the security guard the phone and then he has another phone while he's with Lao and he's like, We don't allow cell phones up here. He's like, Oh, sorry, I forgot I had it. Yeah. He goes back down and he meets with Bruce, who's just kind of pretending to be a tourist as he's just taking pictures of stuff. And because he's trying to find a way in to where Lau is. So we then cut to Bruce in his new suit, like on the side of a building. And this was shot like that shot is for real. Like he is that is that building. He is there. Standing on the side of that. I'm out. Nope. I'm like, I'm like, damn, I thought Tom Cruise was the only one who was psycho enough to do shit like that. <laughs> now we have Christian Bale. Christian Bale. We get the this is where we really get to see Bruce fight with his new suit. As he um, this is where we get to see him use the kit, you know, his full suit to his advantage as he flies down. And he kind of I love when he he's got the cape open. And then when he shuts it to like crash to the window, yeah. it looks yeah. so cool. He oh, crashes dude. through. Like oh, sorry, go. 
I would say all the all this is where I'm talking about where like once he gets a new suit, the fight choreography looks so much better. I really think it's just that suit. I think they just made it look sloppy on purpose. The the first suit? Yeah, the first fight earlier on. Because you just complain oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. the bulk and stuff. And it looks right. so much better with this newer suit. Yeah. He he fights a bunch of Lao's goons and that's when he finally captures Lao and he grabs him and he like wraps the wraps like a strap around him. He backs up to the window and the uh, Hong Kong police show up to take care of everything. And then the skyhook grabs him, yanks him out and they're going back to Gotham. Peace. Bye. So the cell phone was uh, was a plan. It pretty much turned all the power off, which I thought was cool. And it did the um the pulse the right echo, the echo the echo location. location yeah oh, oh, like, it was like, oh like a, a submarine, submarine. Yeah. <laughs> like ah i always thought that i was like well played uh, no, like, yes. well played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then lao gets delivered to the gcpd to gordon mm-hmm. yep. rachel interrogates lao to get the names of his clients and uh such so that they can arrest all the mobsters pretty much all at once which is so weird. Didn't know that was a thing. I don't know if that's actually a thing. But if you if they're all connected in some way, you can all arrest them at the same time. And so God, uh, Gordon uh, goes down to I guess this little place that all of like the 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 leaders of these of these gangs just hang out. Just gonna eat lunch together right. today. And this is where the, on, the Gordon don't embarrass me in all my in front of all my friends. Oh, no, they're coming, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I like before, you know, before they show up where the, the Russian guy, I can't remember what his name was. He he go. he's like, uh, I think we should, you know, take the Joker up on his proposition. And I love Maroney's look like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> you really want to mess with that? All right. <laughs> And yeah, of course, a smart one. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. And then we get to the court scene where they're all all like the mob guys are in the court and the, the judge is like naming off all the charges. It's like, what? How do your how do your clients plea? Not get everything's just craziness yeah, going on. And then we finally meet the mayor of Gotham, which we never met in the in Batman Begins. Uh, but we meet. Uh, yeah, we meet the mayor. And he's pretty much like, I don't know how you did it, Dad. This is crazy, but sure. I don't know how you're going to get all this to land. And I love that Dad breaks it down. He's like, yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're not all going to go to jail. Some of them will get off. So, you know, the, the higher ups will be able to afford bail and all that stuff. But uh, you're going to have 18 months of clean streets. So, yeah, because the majority of the mid, low level, the mid and low level guys won't be able to afford it. So yeah. they'll be stuck in the court system for a while. Yep. I thought it was, it was all really well played out. And of yes, course, they, they whisk Commissioner Loeb and Gordon away. Yeah. And Dent and the mayor have a little personal conversation until uh, the hockey pad Batman, his dead body just hits up against the window. And it's got a Joker card pinned to him. He yep. said, will the real Batman please stand up? Which is like, hey, subtle, subtle not Eminem. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> thank you for that pop culture reference, sir. Yep. 
And so that it shows it on the news of them pulling down the body. And then it shows a video that in real life, the news wouldn't show. <laughs> Seems to happen a lot in these movies. Yeah, they yeah. just they love it. They're like uh, and, and the guy who is the lead anchor of the Gotham or it's called GNN. Gotham News Network is Anthony Michael Hall, who played Rusty Griswold in the original Vacation. He was part of the Brat Pack back in the 80s. He was in like the Breakfast okay. Club yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And then he uh, he was actually in Halloween Kills. He played um, Tommy Doyle. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So they share the video of the hockey pad guy tied up. And this is where we get the, you know, the Joker pretty much putting it out there as like, you know, you want like you put your faith in somebody who hides behind a mask. He's like, you know, if if you're going to put faith in him, he, you know, he needs to take off his mask and tell us who he is. And if he and the longer he doesn't, the more people I kill. Yep. These shot these um, videos were filmed by Heath Ledger himself. He directed them. He filmed them. It Christopher Nolan had nothing to do with them awesome it's so good i just love the, the the hand cam where you can hear him rustling the camera in his hand as yeah. he's like trying to turn it around and oh man when he's telling he's like are you the real batman <laughs> and he's like oh, no. <laughs> he's like look at me i love when he's his his change of tone when he's telling him to look at him it's terrifying because he's like look at me <gasps> look at me and you're like yeah. holy shit yeah shit it's serious it's it's crazy and you get Bruce and Alfred watching it, and Bruce is like, you know, you can see the look on his face of kind of like, what the fuck is this guy? This is a, we definitely underestimated what this guy was because in the beginning, even at the end of like Batman Begins, when you see the Joker card, it's like Batman just, it's just another guy he's got to take down. It's nothing too serious. And then when they go to the bank, it was again, it was like, oh, you know, maybe we should look into this Joker character. And he's like, no. We're going to put him to the side and we're going to worry about taking out the mob. And that was the problem is they kind of let him go too far. Yeah, the police, the police do that, too, because they mentioned again later is the police or somebody mentioned something about the Jokers or the other group. And he's like, no, nah, we'll worry about the Joker later. Not yeah. realizing in the end, he's really the big threat. Yeah. So. We then. We oh, I forgot to mention the whole fact that like. Harvey turns on the bat symbol to bring Batman to tell him to go get yeah. Lau. Yeah. Which I forgot to mention. And I love it. Gord comes up there with guns blazing like, the fuck's going on? Right. You use my bat signal. Yeah. Nobody yeah. Mine. And I like that Harvey's talking and not facing Batman. He turns around, he's gone. And then Gordon's like, yeah, he does that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot. So. Yeah, it's uh, the commissioner. So. Pretty much the Joker puts out hits on the commissioner, the lead judge, and Harvey Dent. And this is all happening, or, you know, people... Bruce is running this fundraiser for Harvey. He comes in in a helicopter, all, you know, being the, the playboy he is. He comes in with three models, I'm guessing, and, you know, makes a speech about how you know, Harvey Dent can change, you know, can change things and uh, we're going to make a lot of money for him tonight. And then later on, he goes, Bruce goes out and Rachel's like, 
you know, you don't have to make fun of him. He's like, no, what? Uh, I, I was serious. Like, you said that, you know, the day I stop being Batman, we can be together. And, she, and she's like, you know, the whole time when they had talk about the relationship, it's always, you can always see in Rachel that she doesn't want to be with Bruce because she knows for a fact that he will, he can't stop being Batman. Yeah. He's too deep, but it's more of just the fact of her trying to just say what, yeah. You know, she's just trying to, she says things to kind of ease him, you know, to yes. kind of put him in the right mind mindset and not, you know, have him go in a, in a different direction. Uh, Harvey asks Rachel to marry her pretty much. I guess he already asked her, but she was like thinking about it and she still doesn't know if she's going to. And then Bruce just chokes him out <laughs> and tracks him yeah. away. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Doesn't he like hide in the broom closet or something? And it was, oh yeah, because it was the two, it was a, it was like a panic room type thing because they would, they, they go by, um, the, these two couples that must have been doing it, and they're like, oh, yeah. thank, oh, thank God, a panic room. And then he just shuts the door. And they're like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, it's not for you. Yeah. So the judge gets a couple um, GCPD people come and they give her an envelope. They pretty much tell her that she needs to go. The envelope will tell you where you need to go. And I love it because she opens up the envelope and it's a Joker card. Or no, it's not a joke card. It's just a piece of paper and it just says up. And she looks yep. up and her car blows up. And when the car blows up, a bunch of Joker cards yes, fall to the yes. ground. And the next one is Commissioner Loeb, where he, you know, Gordon goes there with a bunch of people. And he's like, well, you know, we got a threat on your life. And he's like, he's like, I'm the commissioner of Gotham City. You know, I get threats on my life all the time. Yeah, You're going to be like the one to tell my... There's like DNA evidence of yeah. him on the card. Like how scene. how did they get my DNA? I love always like Gordon. You're gonna be you're gonna have to tell my wife why I'm gonna be why I'm gonna be late for dinner. God, I hate Commissioner Loeb. He sucks. He really does. He's like the worst character in this fucking movie. He was bad in the other one too. Yes, just, he was. Like I, I hate to say, like I'm glad like when a character to see a character die, but Commissioner Loeb was like, all right, that means we get, <laughs> that means we get Commissioner Gordon coming up, baby. Yeah, boy. So, yeah, he gets poisoned uh, with some liquor. And then the Joker makes his appearance at the fundraiser. And this is so good. So good. So the this was the first time that everyone in this room saw Heath as the Joker. So yes. the reaction of so it was an elevator when the elevator opens. Michael K never saw him. It was the first time. So like that natural reaction to it was real, was genuine, like, holy shit. And Neither it's just Maggie either. Yeah. And it was crazy because they were in Brokeback Mountain together. They're actually really good friends or were really good friends. Um, Because, well, I mean, Jake was he acted with her brother in uh, yeah. in Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. It's you can see like when he goes around like you know like, good good evening ladies and gentlemen as he and he yes. walks around you can see like the genuine fear in some people's faces like the woman that he takes the glass out of her hand and he just every, all of the everything that was in that glass flies out and he takes like a little he takes a sip of nothing <laughs> and just 
and then just puts it back down. It's funny when he walks in and he does his, you know, good evening bit, you hear some stuff fall down. It sounded like, um, you know, plates and shit fell down. That was all yeah. on accident. Somebody dropped something in the background and they just kept it in because, and it was Heath's natural re- a reaction to turn around to see what it was. And they just kept it. It I feels it was, natural. It, it, though. Right. I, I love those little tidbits though, where it's like, this wasn't on purpose. It just, some dude dropped something and we just felt if it worked. Wasn't Michael's Kane supposed to have a line when he saw him? Yeah, like but he, he was in such, he, yeah, he was in such shock that he forgot his line. I was saying, apparently, well, something similar happened happened with uh, what Maggie Gyllenhaal when she actually got to see him for the first time because she was like he was like in her face and everything. So yeah, he. So I love the he goes up to the guy and the guy's like, "We're not afraid of you," and he's like, "You remind me of my father, and I hated <laughs> my father." Yeah, and that's when and that's when uh, Rachel goes, you know, enough. He's like, oh, hello, beautiful. And walks up to her. He kind of like prances over to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is where we get our second Scar story, mm-hmm. where he talks about how he was deep into gambling and in deep with the loan sharks, and his wife pretty much got carved up. And so in order to you know, feel her pain, he carved the smile into his face. And she leaves. She leaves him because he's ugly. Yeah. Now I'm always smiling. <laughs> it's so good. It's just so, good. so damn good. I want to watch this movie again, like right now. Yeah. Like Get after away. this is over, I'm just gonna watch this again. It's so good. Oh man. And uh, Rachel hits him. And he's like, "Oh, a fighter." I like that. And then Batman's like, well, then you'll like me. <laughs> I love. And then, of course, you get the he fights the goon. The goon kind of gets the upper hand. He gets him wrapped around and the Joker's got a goddamn knife in his shoe. A sink. Stabs Batman. Yeah, like, oh, that yeah. had to hurt. I can respect the Joker's affinity for blades. Yes. Oh, he loves them. I mean, he even oh, t- says why he uses them. And it's great when he talks to that cop later, which we'll get to. But yes. I love how he knocks him down. Do you see how he knocks him down? He like turns his body and punches him with both fists and his and his cowl. Yeah. To knock him over. And gotta keep it spicy, dude. Yeah, he gets um he he takes Rachel, he put he holds the gun up to her, and he he shoots the window out and Batman goes, let her go. And he's like, oh, poor choice of words. <laughs> and then I throws, love that. I was like, yes. Throws, throws him out or throws her out. And then, of course, Batman swan dives right out that window. And the sheer fact that these two didn't get their legs shattered when they landed on top of this taxi is beyond right? me. Because there is no indication that the bat that his cape is slowing them down. But it just woo, and they land so softly too. There wasn't like a big yeah. like boom. It was like we're fine, guys. Everything's great. Everything's and fine. she's so chill. She's like, yep. let's just never do that again. Is Harvey okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's just pat the fuck out in a hole in the wall. <laughs> oh man, it's great. So Batman. Okay, wow. So the next day, uh. Harvey is hellbent on getting Lau in front of a judge. 
And this is the whole thing of like, oh, you can't even protect your own people. Oh, you think you're going to protect me? He's like, I don't give a shit. Put on this bulletproof jacket. We're putting you in front of a judge. Yeah, you're either going in front of the judge or going to county, and you know what they'll do to you in there. Yeah. And this is where we get a little bit of a, I, I think is the best detective, um, Batman detective part of, of this trilogy of him um, trying to figure out the, uh, the bullet. It was like somebody, it, these two guys got shot. He was like listening to the police radio and he hears something about how there's two bodies at a certain address. And it was a person whose like, first name was Harvey and someone whose last name was Dent. And they had the yeah. Joker yeah. makeup on. And it shows the, the mayor's face circled with a smiley face on it. But there's a bullet in the wall that he cuts the, the brick out and he's going to investigate it. This is one thing where I was like, what? what are we doing here? I'm very confused what this whole process was, what he was trying to determine. Yeah. We were, we were, this well, was always one part that just confused too. me. Well, one of the things is that when you're looking at it, how he's, when he does like the reconstruction on the projectile on the specific type of brick, how it impacted and all that stuff. Of course, there's like a billion factors that would go into this. It wouldn't be how they do it in this movie, but it's like, Oh, this is what bull he's, but it's like, it's like the entire round is like reconstructed, not yeah. just the actual projectile from the round. It's like, this is where he pushed it into the clip, which of course don't, oh God, it drives me nuts. Anyway, and it's like, no, dude, it would just be the projectile that comes out of the round itself, the actual bullet, not the whole casing included. That would have nothing to do with the reconstruction right. at all like that that was like whatever it's just yeah this was that this was always a, a, a part of the movie that was like i don't know where this is supposed to go but whatever oh i'll um, i'm just gonna ignore there was it. a fingerprint on it when he pushed the round into it and they're supposed to trace it to somebody yeah but he wouldn't have touched all of it it would i mean if he did touch yeah it, it would just, it just like the very end and usually when I mean, you could get a little bit on the, on the actual bullet, but usually yeah. I push the casing down and rock it back when I put it in. Yeah. And who's to say who's to say the guy that shot it loaded the magazine to begin with? Yeah, we then so yeah, so he's doing this whole experiment. I love the the thing where he's got the that gun that's shooting all the bricks, and yeah. Alfred yeah. takes off his head his earphones. He's like, I feel like we could have made that a little louder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do. I don't want to pull away. I agree. This this whole scene is cool. Like how he figures it out. Yeah, like the whole yeah. Detect, that's neat. I'm just pointing to this part of it. I was like, eh. It's it just, I was like, um, I don't know what's happening. To be honest, we cut to uh, Loeb's service, and you know we got you know cops everywhere. Of course, cops are in the the procession, but they also have cops like you know, watching all the windows. And of course they're going down this street that has buildings that have windows everywhere because it's a city. Like, why would you do a service in the down, like in the middle of the city with a bunch of windows surrounding it when there is a, a terrorist out there who could easily right? just take out the entire GCPD? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it somewhere less busy? Yeah. I don't know. So I Bruce, love the scene before this where uh, Reese is trying to blackmail. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, I, I, you know, you definitely yeah, knew you... that your baby was out there squashing police cars. Yeah. He's like, let me let me get this straight. You think your boss, one of the most influential, richest people in the world, 
is moonlighting as a vigilante beating up, you know, low-life criminals, and your idea is to blackmail this person? Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy's face is like, uh, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't think that one over too well. He's like, you keep that. (laughs) I love Morgan Freeman's face of just complete, like, win. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so good. So yeah, so the we're at the service. Bruce decides he's he's got to go find, uh, pretty much investigate. He goes to a building where he finds a couple cops all tied up, and there's like a a telescope that's aiming out the window, and it's all set up with a timer. So because the whole thing is uh, the Joker is organizing to kill the mayor during the service. And he's actually part of the service, which is really cool. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where if you kind of blink, you miss it. But, yep. it, but it, I mean, it's 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 Heath Ledger. It, yeah, he's yeah. in he the looks. crowd. He doesn't have the makeup on, but he does have. You see the scar on his face as you know they're doing um, the you know the where they shoot into the air. Yeah, twenty one gun salute. The twenty one gun salute. Yep, and which you would not do. And that place full of buildings. Do that. Yeah, yeah. You would not do a twenty-one gun salute. Do you do it? Do they know? Do they do a twenty? They do a twenty-one gun salute with blanks, don't they? They can do them. Yeah, it's generally what you do because yeah, you don't want to fire in the air anyway. Yeah, because be obviously that's extremely dangerous. Un- yeah. So yeah, you would do it. With imagine blanks. you're like, yeah. imagine you know, you live near a cemetery and there's like a military funeral going on. You're having a fucking barbecue or something. You just get fucking beamed by oh. a bullet. And like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh man Gosh. yeah so as so the timer goes off this like Shay goes up a cop shoots at Bruce through the window and that's when uh, the Joker turns and shoots at the mayor but Gordon jumps in front of him and gets shot um, that cop what the f- I can't remember what that cop's name was he wasn't one of the bad cops he was the, the cop that oh. later like um, sits with the Joker in the interrogation room but he notices that Gordon is dead. And of course the Joker, he flees in the crowd and there was another guy. Polka uh, dot man. Yes. Polka dot man from the man. suicide squad. And he was yep. an ant man. Yep. His name is, you had it pulled up. David, yeah, David, David Malkian. Yes. Yep. There you go. He's from Kansas. That is not. Hell Yeah. That is not a Kansas name. Sorry. No, no, it's not. So uh, during all the chaos, Harvey uh, finds this guy in the back of an ambulance and he's got a badge that says Rachel Dawes on it. And so he decides to he's going to take the ambulance and go somewhere real personal to talk to this guy. Um, And so Bruce thinks uh, him and Rachel are going to be together and Dent says or no wait what the hell is going on here where happened to my notes it's exploded there's too much excitement happening <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what happened so he he takes the ambulance away and then it cuts to something else I think doesn't Batman meet with is this where he goes to the nightclub and talks with Maroney he beats up all the people at the nightclub and yeah, takes Maroney so. I love it where the woman's like, he's like, can we go somewhere where we can, you know, hear each other? And he's like, why do you think, why, why in the world would you think I want to hear you talk? 
Yeah, yeah. It's so good. I was like, oh, man. So he, yeah, so he takes him up and Maroney's like, you know, if you're going to threaten somebody, at least, you know, be somewhere higher. You know, this fall ain't going to kill me. He's like, I, I hope not. And he tosses him off and it kind of just breaks his leg. And oh, then... Sound. Where is he? Yes, yes. He's like, he's like this... He's like this joke. He doesn't have like there's no con- you can't control him. He's like, well, you're the one who let him off the leash. Yeah. And then this is Which, where. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, keep going. No, you're gonna build to what I think I'm gonna say. So go well, then it then cuts back to Harvey talking to the guy, and he talks about the whole thing with Chance, where he, you know, he's like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play a game, you know, heads. You know, heads you die pretty much, and tails, you know, or it's it's heads you live, tails you die pretty much. And he flips the coin once, and it's heads, and the guy's all like relieved, and he's like, "How about we, how about we do it again?" And then he flips the coin, and Batman catches, and he's like, "You're gonna leave a guy's life to chance?" He's like, "Not exactly," because you don't do know it. the what what the coin is. Mm-hmm. Bruce, so yeah, this is when, so so Bruce decides that he is going to. Um, tell everybody he's Batman and Harvey's like you can't do that like people respect you know people need you around and if you tell them that you're Batman then it's all going to come crumbling down Bruce meets up with Rachel who's been kind of hiding out at uh, his penthouse because Harvey had called her earlier to pretty much be like your life's in danger you need to hide somewhere and this is the whole thing where he's like you know can you know we could be together now because i'm you know i'm gonna step away from being batman and she's like okay the next day they go yeah the next day they have a press conference where harvey is talking you know about you know everything that's going on everybody's like it's so bad here and he's like yep you're right you're right about everything and then he tells the cop he tells the the guys to arrest the batman and Bruce is about to go up, and then Harvey steps steps to the side and says, I'm the Batman. And everybody's like, oh, what? Yeah, and Bruce is like... Bruce is like, oh, okay. Uh, well. And then Rachel gets so mad. Yeah. So unnecessarily mad. Like, Rachel, I thought you were smarter than this. Yeah, and Bruce, because, I think she's talking to Alfred about it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah why, why, why would he do this? Why would he allow him to take the fall? And then he's, you know, Alfred's trying to pretty much explain to her, like, you know, maybe there's a plan behind this. And she's like, uh, 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 he's a coward. Uh, goodbye, Alfred. And you're like, you're a smarter character than this, Rachel. Like, stop being so stupid. Isn't that where she gives him the note? Yes. Or is that later? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, how am I supposed to know what's in it? He's like, well, it's not sealed. They go. You know, Rachel meets up with Harvey as he's getting uh, processed and he's going to be put into a, a, a convoy. And this is where you find out that Harvey has a two-headed coin. So literally, yep. you know, he doesn't play anything to chance. He makes his own luck, as he says. And again, this is where Rachel is kind of being stupid, where she's just like, you know, you, why why would you take the fall for this? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, because hopefully with me being away and this whole thing, you know, me pretending to be Batman, the real Batman can go take care of, of, of the dirty work. He can yep. take care of the problem. And she's still like... Uh, I'm like Rachel. I don't like you right now. <laughs> yeah, just please stop and go you can, away. Yeah, yeah. You, please You're, stop. So the we get the convoy. Where she, isn't that where he gives her her coin? He 
he gives her his coin. Yeah, yeah, and it's got the two heads, and yeah, yeah, she okay. talks about how he creates his own luck. Yeah. So what are you what are you expecting that he'll do the right thing? Yep. Mm. So the convoy gets ambushed by the Joker. We get um, a garbage. They there's a a fire truck that's on fire, which is ironic. Yeah, wait, wait, said said like, yeah. Isn't that irony? Yeah. Joke yep. says some level of irony. They have to go down to the lower part of the street. There is this was another thing was like, why didn't they just drive in the opposite side of the road? There's no cars on the street. There is zero cars driving around in Gotham right now. It must be on a complete lockdown. And they had to go to the lower part of it where I guess it was like a death wish. And of course, this is where things start happening, where the, the convoy gets ambushed, like a, a garbage truck comes up. It takes a couple of the trucks out. I love the, the guy who's driving with um, the guy who doesn't talk. There's a, the dude who's driving the car. He doesn't talk at all. And then this one guy comes in and he just does shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he's covering for him. He's got like yeah. a like a mask over his like a thing over his face. Yeah. He's a, we're like turkeys on Thanksgiving down here. <laughs> Like good one, guy. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks. Oh man, the Joker shows up in a a tractor trailer that the side of the tractor trailer says, "Um, oh, god damn it, something Slaughter about is the best medicine." Oh no, it said the uh, the best medicine is laughter, but somebody yeah. sprays paints an S, so it says the best medicine is slaughter. <laughs> yes, it's so good. He it's opens like, it up. Ah. He just starts shooting. I just love that he's just really just shooting at the side of this armored vehicle. Yeah. Yep. And Glock again. Yep. And Harvey's just like, uh, we're good, right? And the guy's like, yeah, they're going to have something really big to get into this. And that's yeah. when the day whip out a bazooka and the guy's just like, what is that? Is that a bazooka? Yeah. <laughs> it's got a freaking RPG. Yeah. He blows up a couple of uh, the armored vehicles around him. And this is when Batman shows up Batman. with the tumbler and he just completely kills that guy in the, in the, in the, in the garbage truck. That man is dead. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. I don't kill people. My tumbler does. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, he oh, just it's like, it's like when he says earlier, I'll crush every bone in your body or no, that's, that's coming up. It's like, I'll crush every bone in your body. And it's like, you probably die from that, yeah. but you know that that's neither here nor there. We're just gonna leave you here. If you die, you die. Walk that yeah. shit off. You'll be so fine. Good. So yeah, so he turns around, he starts chasing him, and uh, the Joker loads up another round into the RPG, and the tumbler jumps. Does it have a boost that it can just literally jump a car without actually being like hitting the car for the for the boost? <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it does have, you know, mentioned in the first movie where it's got, like, the, the throttle. But, yeah, like, it would almost have to ramp off the car, but it doesn't touch it, you said, No, right? it, it literally just, like just, it just, it clears the car. Maybe that's something they added. That's fine. Whatever. Things. Something that I don't care about, to be honest. And it gets hit. Legs. It gets hit yeah. by the, it gets hit by the RPG, and it destroys it. And this was one of those shots where I looked at it, and I was like, well, this, somebody did not look at these shots really well, because nothing was fluent. So when it... It shows it crashing from one angle, and then like ten seconds later, it shows it again from a different angle, but before it crashes. So you see the same crash twice, mm -hmm. and then when it's gonna fall after it kind of like it's finishing, 
once one angle it's about to it's going to fall on the roof and then it turns to a different angle where it falls perfectly on you know normal so somebody whoever edited it did not pay attention very well on the crashing of the tumbler because it did not flow so the tumbler is just out of commission this thing is oh, yeah. fucked absolutely and i love <laughs> I love that the driver of the tractor trailer truck is dead and the Joker comes in. He's like, ah, excuse me, I'm driving now. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. throws the dude out of there. And you got these guys. So you got these guys watching as the tumbler is just there out of commission. And Batman's in there. Shit is just every all the sensors are going off right now with extreme damage. And he. Uh, does like a self-destruct thing and you see one of the tires start to spin and I like that the 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 side of the tumbler starts to like come apart and then yeah. it bursts into the bat the uh, the bat cop or bat chopper or whatever the hell is say the bat bike yeah with the biggest bat, pod. bat pod bat pod is, is that what it's called pod, the, but it's a bike yeah with the biggest like... tires ever <laughs> yeah I love so, how it turns though it does like the side, like when he comes yeah, out yeah, of that yeah, alleyway, yeah. it's like. Yes, very oh, cool. Very great. interesting design. But it's great that the tumbler explodes near these men. I would have been like, wow. And they're fine. Just yeah. Off. Oh, it's the same when he's driving down um, the alley with all the cars in it. And you got the kids in the car. They're like. And, and then all the cars yeah. start exploding. Like, how did Batman yeah. know if there was somebody not in these cars? Right. Yeah. But doesn't, up. doesn't blow up the one with the kids. Like, no. Gotta save They're the kids. They're all like, whoa. Yeah. Probably got some, he's probably got some thermal readout thing. It's like, there's no people in this car. Yeah. He's driving through a mall. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. He's, he's just, he's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just going through it all until he comes out of the alleyway and he's face to face with the Joker. I love when the Joker's in the car and he's just like, I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> so he faces him off and, he thinks they're just going to go head to head and Batman like makes the bike lower. So he, he, he shoots a line into the front of the truck. He dodges it and then he wraps it around a bunch of poles and then he drives up on the, on the wall and the bike kind of does this weird spin and he lands. And then the truck literally it was all practical, by the way, this truck crash or the truck flipping. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's so cool. There's a lot of great effects in this movie. So the Joker gets out and he's all discombobulated. He starts shooting cars. And this is where we get the face off. It's very similar to Batman 89 where you get the face off between yep. Batman and Joker. And, um, you know, he's begging him to hit him. But if he knows Batman's not going to do it. So Batman crashes. Yep. Joker does the, uh, you know, he dances around. He kind of. The guy, one guy, one goon tries to take his mask off and electrocutes him. Yeah. And then Joker does like, he just, blah, blah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing crazy shit. And then he's about to do it too. And a gun gets put in behind his head and it turns out to be Gordon. It's like, Gordon didn't die. Woo. <laughs> and he opens up the back door and he's like, oh, I guess you're playing this close to the chest. <laughs> he's like, I just had to protect my family. I do like the scene when this was bef- way before, but when Gordon dies, uh, the the two cops go to visit uh, Barbara. His wife's name is Barbara in this in this trilogy. Yeah. Which is wrong. 
Yeah. Um, and I like that Batman's there too. And she knows that he's there because she yells at him. She's like, you did this. You did this as he's like in that same spot that he was in before in Batman begins kind of with his head down. I thought that was a really, it was a pretty powerful scene. Um, Her emotions were really good. And of course you get kind of a similar scene when he shows up alive and she's like, you know, in shock. Hits him. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the the scene where he goes up to his son and his son's like, did Batman save you, daddy? And he's like, no, tonight I saved him. I thought it was pretty cool. He goes down to the um, the holding where they're holding the Joker. And of course, the Joker, they're literally emptying his pockets and it's just knife after knife. And then one of them is a freaking potato peeler. And then That's it's what like, I said. Uh, I was like, oh, it's a vegetable peeler. No. Yeah. The mayor shows up and he's like, what do we know? And he's like, well, no name, no, no other aliases, no, no prints, no prints, nothing. There's nothing on this guy. And the mayor's like, ah, oh, come on. He'll, you know, he can wait. Go home. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, like, yay, yeah. we finally did it. <laughs> We're finally here. <laughs> Everybody and I love it. It's like a joker. That's yeah, the, even the, the joker. Yeah, is, it's so he's, good. He's excited. So good. They throw this dude into the holding cell who's in very, he's got a stomach ache going on. He's in pain. It's, uh, it's hurt. I'm a bitching. Yeah. Step away from the bars. <laughs> we get the interrogation scene where at first Gordon goes in there to talk to him. And he's like, well, if we're going to be, if, you know, if we're going to be here in here a while, I need a coffee. And it's like, ah, good cop, bad cop routine. Not exactly. As he opens, <laughs> he shuts the door and the light turns on. It's Batman and he slams his head on the table. I love it. He's like, oh, never start with the head. Gets the victim all fuzzy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then he punches him in the hand and it's like no reaction. He's like, you see? <laughs> this this conversation between Batman and Joker is just so good. The Joker is literally, you know, he talks about how initially he wanted Batman killed. And now it's he's like, what would I do without you type deal? Yeah. He's like, you complete me. What am I going to do? Going back, going back, go back to ripping off uh, gang leaders or whatever, gang members. Yeah. What do you think I'm going to do? Go back and rip off mob dealers? Like what? That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's all great. And then, of course, when, you know, Batman starts getting aggressive with him and he starts throwing him around the room. I just love how maniacal the Joker is where he's like, you have nothing. You have nothing on me. You have nothing to intimidate me with. Yeah. And he talks about how, you know, well, at first Gordon was talking about how Harvey, how Harvey and Rachel never made it home. He's like, well, he's like, well, how could it be me? I'm in here. Yeah. And, you know, he, you know, Batman is getting really aggressive. And of course, Batman, even he's getting so mad because he knows, you know, because Rachel's in trouble. He doesn't give a shit about Harvey. He's more concerned about Rachel. And he throws the door onto the he throws the chair into the door so they can't get in. So he could just fucking bash Joker's head up against the the glass. And oh, that's so good. Joker's just laughing the whole time. He's like, I'm going to tell you where they are. And he tells him the address. The uh, the two addresses for for them. And. uh, 
but you can only save one. And you're, <laughs> I love when he's talking about his one rule. You have one rule. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about breaking it. <laughs> so they all rush out. They're in a panic. So, of course, Batman goes after Rachel. So Gordon and a couple people, they go for Harvey. But the Joker flip-flopped the addresses. So when Batman shows up, it's Harvey in there. And, of course, at this time, Harvey and Rachel have been talking to each other as they're strapped to chairs surrounded by barrels upon barrels of gasoline. And... Harvey ends up falling down. He gets gas on like covering the side of his face, which, you know, will uh, help create his his character later. And of course, you get that really like defeated scene where Batman comes in and he notices it's Harvey and you could just hear Harvey's voice over the intercom with Rachel like, no, no, you're not supposed to be coming for me. And you can see Rachel just completely give up. She's like, she knows she's going to die. Yeah. And then right as she's trying to say something, it blows, you know, the the warehouse blows up. Yeah. And Batman just gets Harvey out of the warehouse. But when it blows up, it sets the gas that covered his face. And Batman does a really bad job trying to get it out. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. just waving his hand around like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Here. <laughs> Use some of your bat gel. <laughs> Take your cape or something. <laughs> yeah. You can get you guarantee you get a new one. That's fine. Yeah. So I think this happened before. I don't think we mentioned it, but this should have all happened before with the um where they talk about Alfred's experience in Burma. Yes, where he talks about the the gem, guy who the gem thief. Yeah. He's like, How did how you he find him? He burned down burned down the forest. Yeah, because he's like he he took all these gems and jewels and he was just throwing them away yeah. and just trying to illustrate. Because Batman's like he thinks like everybody else, everybody's driven by something like yeah. money, some motivation, and you know Alfred's gonna be like, no, nah, not everybody's like that, dude. Yep. Yep. And yeah, and this is like some people just want to watch the world burn. Yep. So while everything was happening, Joker is in the still in the interrogation room and with that cop. I can't. I don't know his name, but he's talking about. The Joker asked him, he's like, how many, how many of my friends did, how many of your friends did I kill? And of course the cop, you know, thinking he's got the upper hand, he's like, you know, I've, I've dealt with punks like you before and you've killed six of my friends and you just get the, like him mouthing the six. Yeah. I like that. He said, I've dealt, he said something about like, I've dealt with your kind before. He's like, there's the punks that are too young and don't know better and need a whooping. And there's ones that have been around and you know, no matter what you do, it's not going to do nothing to him. So yeah. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction either way. Yep. And this but is all the six. Yeah. And this is also where we get the uh, story about why Joker likes using knives. Um, yes. He's like, guns are just too quick. You know, a knife you can, you, you get, it's more intimate and, you know, you get to see, you know, and, and learn things about your victims. He's like, in, in a way I knew your friends better than you did. And then, of course, the cop, he's like, he rolls up his sleeve. He's like, I'm going to enjoy this more than you know. And then, of course, it cuts to the Joker having a piece of the broken glass. Thanks, Batman. You caused this, yeah. by the way. Yep. <laughs> he's got the glass up against the guy's neck. And the guys are like, what do you want? What do you want? He's like, I just want my phone call. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so he gets the phone. There, uh, the, uh, there's the other cops that are investigating that dude who's had the stomach ache. He like collapsed. So they go in there and they're like, 
<laughs> he's got a fucking phone inside his stomach. And the one guy's uh, the EMT there. He's like, he's got a contusion. <laughs> yeah. It's more than a contusion, yeah. man. It's yeah, a literal it's, phone. He did a pretty good job illustrating how gruesome that is without really showing anything too crazy. Yeah. He was sliced from stem to stern. Yeah. Like. So Joker gets a phone. He calls and it's the phone inside the body, which turns out to be a bomb. It blows up the, the police station and Joker escapes. And the whole With thing, police cars. Yeah, I love it where he's hanging out the window and he's kind of just taking yep. in the the lovely city yeah. air. It's it's great. Pressure. And. Uh, Gordon is, you know, he's like, you know, this was Joker's plan the whole time. You know, he wanted us to lock lock him up at GCPD. Mm-hmm. And. After Joker escapes, he sets Lau free, or he takes Lau. Yep. And we get the scene where they're kind of they're putting out the fire at the warehouse that Rachel died in. You got Batman finding the coin, which now has the the clean side, and then the other side is all scraped up and charred. And I really like this shot too of Batman kind of just standing there. In the like, rubble. Yeah. It's really cool. And then of yeah, course very good. Batman brings the coin to Harvey as Harvey's recovering um in the hospital. We then I think as Gordon visits Harvey at the hospital, and this is where you know he's mm-hmm. talking about how he's refusing pain meds, he's refusing skin grafts. And this is where Harvey again asks me, he's like, What was the nickname? you guys had for me when I worked in internal affairs and he's just like Harvey don't do this and this where he's like tell me he's like two face he's like why should I hide who I am yeah. as he as, as, as well he you don't get, you don't get to see it though in not this, right away in, in this scene you don't get to see his yeah his uh his thing he turns away from the camera yeah because he, he well he does turn to Gordon but it cuts real quick yeah yeah and you can yeah. see the back of his head yeah yeah I do like a little bit before when he wakes up and he sees the coin on the tray and he picks it up and he sees the clean side, but then he turns it over and sees the the charred scraped up side. And then he starts freaking out. He rips off the bandage he's got on his face. But it cuts all the vocal audio. Yeah, it's it's all happens silent. It's really good. Really good scene. Mm -hmm. Um, So we then cut to. Reese is on the news. He's going to tell everybody who Batman is. And the Joker is not about this. First, he meets with the Joker meets with the Russian gang leader there. The one with the dogs. And this is where and he's got Lao tied up in the top of this just massive pile of money. Yes. And he sets it on fire and he's like, I'm just going to I'm just burning my half. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like all you care about is money, and he and then he, he's like, oh, why don't I just cut you up into little pieces and feed you to your pooches? Then we'll <laughs> see he, who, who's loyal. Yeah. yeah, he he brings he then sets the whole thing of money on fire, which I guess would eventually kill Lau since he's on the top of this pile of money. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about how it's not about the money; it's about sending a message. So he calls yeah. the news network and says, if he's like, what's what fun is it to know now? Like, what fun is it for somebody to 
to spoil the secrets, if Mr. Reese isn't dead in the next 24 hours, I blow up a hospital. Yep. So they have to then go around the city and evacuate all the hospitals, and we get... This is where we get the scene between the Joker and Harvey, where I love that the Joker's dressed up like a nurse. Uh, yes. yes. Oh, God. <laughs> and Harvey is strapped to the hospital bed for some reason. I don't know why he was strapped unless the Joker did it. But he reacts to seeing the Joker. And of course, the Joker's like, I, I, I didn't do any of this. I was locked up in George and Gordon Station. Like, how could I have done any of this? I just love his reaction. It's like, I'm just hi. a dog. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just a I'm just a mad dog chasing a car. I don't know what I would do if I caught it. Yeah. Oh, he's so you, and he, he literally gives him the gun and he tells him like, you know, he's pretty much like you need to pretty much telling him he needs to go seek revenge and he needs to, you know, you need to eliminate the people who truly killed Rachel. You need to spread a little chaos. And that's when Two-Face is truly born and the Joker walks out of the hospital. I, this reaction. So this whole scene so the scene is, you know, him walking out and he, everything's blowing up behind him, but then he walks outside and he presses it and nothing happens. Well, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. The yep. the the pyrotechnics or the explosives they were using, it they didn't go off like they should have. So Heath Ledger improvised the scene to look like it was just his device wasn't working right until it just miraculously started going off again. And his, and his general <laughs> jump was yes. actually like his genuine reaction to like yes. oh shit and then he hops in the back of the bus i i do like the little touch of when he uh after he walks out of the the two faces room that he uses hand sanitizer yeah like a lot yeah. he's got paint all over his hands yeah that's so good so reese um he is trying to get out of there the cops are there and he he gets shot at a couple times. He's inside the car. There's a cop in the car that has a his wife's in the hospital, and uh, he and Bruce Wayne's there with his Lamborghini, and he uh, puts the car in front of the this truck that was going to smash into the side of this police truck. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, that's very noble of you, Mister uh, Wayne. Is it? Uh, it's very noble of you to. Uh, to put your car out there. He's like, oh, what? To try to uh, hit the light? <laughs> yeah, catch the light, yeah. Oh, so, why, you, weren't, so you weren't trying to protect this car? He's like, why? Who's in there? And then he sees Reese. He looks back over at him. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, this shit. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Sending a message. Oh, man. So, oh, boy. So, Dent, yeah. So, Dent goes on his uh, killing spree. He goes, he meets up with. Wurtz, I think, was this first cop who was at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I love what the guy's like. I'm gonna go take a piss, and then he lay, he walks out, and then he he hears like the bell ringing, and he's like, "What do you need? Somebody to hold, like, shake it for you?" And I I love, you know, Harvey takes the shot, and then it starts to drip through his like burnt face, and he like wipes yeah, the bone, nice. his chin bone there. Ah, yeah, so this good. whole, I mean, it's a lot of infection here. Like, this is this is a very oh, yeah. open he wound. Been- he would have been hurting. I love yeah. his interpretation of Two Face. It's yeah. so good. 
It's all CG, by the way. There's no, there's no, spe- there's no makeup. It's, it, it's just for the sheer fact that it would be so hard with the vision that they had for this. Like it was a burn, so like you can see yeah. his teeth, you can see his, uh, his chin bone there. You can see like his eyeball is fully exposed. Like it's not something yeah. you could really make a practical piece and have it look good. And this CG looked really good. But again, it's just like that's a very exposed eyeball. Like you're supposed to blink. Your the blinking helps moist your you know it's supposed to keep your eye nice and moist. And how you're yeah. that's a really dry eye right there. But Harvey's on Harvey's on full adrenaline here. Like that's what oh, his fuck, entire yeah, spree is. is about. So of course he flips his coin. It's a, it lands on the bad side. He kills Wurtz. He then shows up in Maroni's car. And he's talking to me, he's like, you know, I had nothing to do with this. He's like, it's your people. He's like, he's like the Joker is, the, you know, it was, it was the Joker. He's like, the Joker's just a wild dog. I need to take the people who let him off his leash. Like, yes. oh shit. And so he flips the coin and he, it lands fine. And then he flips it again and it's the bad side. And he's like, he's like you're a really lucky man, Maroney. But what about him? Yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, not, not for him though. And he's like, who? As he buckles his seatbelt, he's like, the your driver, and he shoots it, and he just fucking crashes. Oh, it's oh so, so good. good. <laughs> but I love the the whole thing with Harvey. He's like, you know, you going home to your wife? He's like, yeah. He's like, it's like, what, what would it be? What would it feel like if you heard your wife, you know, die? You know, it was, it's all, it's that thing of him, you know listening to hearing Rachel pretty much die. That is like, yeah, completely put him on this path. Yeah. Oh, so good. The Joker puts up a proposition about, um, what was the whole, what was the whole thing behind what, what he was planning on doing? Like he was getting people out of the city. Like he was put, like, they're going to close the, all the bridges or whatever. Was he planning on like bombing places? And then he, yeah, he said, if you don't want to play, you're more than welcome to leave. But I feel bad for the was it the subway and tunnel crowd or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know something along those lines. So to keep as many people in town as possible, I think. Yeah. So they have people evacuating and they're getting onto these ferries. And the whole thing now was that if these ferry, you know, one you know one ferry has just regular civilians, and then the other ferry has all of like the criminals. And and people are pissed. Oh yeah, which is understandable. I'd be pretty pissed too. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You guys each will have you guys each have a detonator, and you guys get to choose who lives and who dies, and you have until midnight to do it. Yeah, it's a thought experiment or whatever. Yeah, social experiment. Sorry. Yeah, Batman meets with Lucius with his. He pretty much expanded his sonar device to pretty much hack into every phone in Gotham. Mm-hmm. And Lucius is like, "This is bad. This is wrong, man. I can't. Yeah. I, 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 I am, yeah. you know. After this is over, I'm resigning as CEO. If this, if this device still sticks around, and he's like, well, when you're done, type in your name. So he listens. So they're pretty much trying to determine where the Joker is because he's broadcasting in the ships, talking about the whole plan of what you know the the whole, you know, fairy explosive thing, and then." 
but that's not where he is. He's in a completely different location. And so that's mm-hmm. that's what Batman is trying to figure out. So we get this whole thing between the prisoners and the civilians of like, you know, determining whether they should do it or not. The 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 criminals are kind of just kind of concerned. The civilians are all kind of arguing about it. Yep. You know, you got that one, you know, the the guy with the suit on who's he's like, Well, why should you determine who, you know? They had their really choices. Cocky. Yeah, he's a yeah. cocky fucker. And then he still can't do it. I yeah. love uh the 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 guy who I can't remember the actor's name. He passed away, uh, I believe a couple years ago, but he was in the fifth element. He was in Friday. He was Debo in Friday. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we we were talking about that. Yeah, because he was like the big big dude on the prison ship or whatever. Yeah, and he literally takes it and throws it out the the window he's like you know i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do something you guys have failed to do and so once that happens everybody on that ship is like fuck (laughs) yeah we're gonna die they finally find where joker is he's in like an old construction building and so they go there uh gordon is with a bunch of people um they find where the butt that there was like a missing bus full of um patients from the hospital yeah and so they have there's hostages in this building they got the people with the clown masks on and guns and then you got people all tied up and but it's all a ploy so the joker's plan was he had the people the actual cronies as the people pretending to be the hostages and then the the hostages themselves were tied up and just had the joker masks on with the gun to look like they were the you know the hostage takers yeah, they were taped to their hands and stuff. Yeah. The weapons were. Yeah. You know, Batman and Gordon kind of go at it because Gordon, you know, Gordon's like, no, we need to, we just need to go in there and, and take care of this. And Batman's like, no, let me take care of it. And Gordon's like, fuck you. Come back. Right. I'll shoot you. And then he doesn't shoot him. And I just love that Batman is kind of saving everybody, but also he's taking out the cronies, but he's also trying to take out all of the SWAT guys with yeah. like, without hurting them. He's like strapping them all to to zip lines. You got the four. There's like five of them hanging off the side of this building at yeah. one point. Yeah, I say except for the part where they smash into the side of the building. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. They're fine. They got they're helmets fine. on. Yeah, totally. They got helmets on. They might have a cracked rib or two. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're not dead. That's the important. Part. Yeah. So yeah, he he goes through and he takes care of everything. He determines that the hostage takers are the the doctors. And the the ones in the, the the Joker masks are the actual hostages. He gets all the way to the top where or right before he gets to the top with the Joker, Harvey gets a call or um, Gordon gets a call from Harvey. Oh, uh, well, actually, at first it was um, Ramirez calls his wife to tell him t- that she needs to go somewhere because uh, that's where Gordon, you know, she gave her an address it's the same address that Rachel died at and they go, they go there. He gets a call from Harvey pretty much saying he's got his family and then Batman and Joker confront each other and Joker has the upper hand the whole time. He, he gets, gets attacked by dogs. Yeah, he gets, he, he gets the dogs. Yeah, he, yeah, it's the same dogs. It's the same dogs from before. Yeah. <laughs> he gets attacked by the dogs. He throws one down an elevator shaft. So one of them is yes. dead. Yeah, and oh, he just sure. tosses the other one somewhere. 
And then he goes after the Joker, but the Joker kind of comes at him as he's being attacked by the dogs. He keeps, he hits him with the, the lead pipe yes. and it fucks with his sonar thing. And so yeah, yeah. as he's trying to figure that out, the Joker attacks him again, knocks him down and then pins him underneath like a, a railing. And yeah, that's where we get the, you know, we get a, you're, you know, you're just in time for the show. And then he's like, here we go. And then nothing happens. He's like, can't rely on anyone. How always have to do things yourself. Yep, yep. So he takes out the detonator, and right before he's about to turn it on, he's like, you want to know how I got these scars? And Batman goes, well, I know how you got these, and shoots yeah. his freaking, the gauntlets, they, they, they come out, and they attack, they, you know, they hit the Joker. Batman grabs him and throws him over the edge, and you kind of get something very similar to the way Batman 89 ends, but instead Batman shoots his grappler on him and pulls him up and they have, um, you know, we get our last Joker monologue where yep, he talks yep. about how he corrupted Harvey, um, you know, in order to, you know, he pretty, he won, you know, the Joker wins in the end, even mm-hmm. though he gets captured because he, he corrupted the, the white knight of Gotham, the one person that was going to save Gotham from being the cesspool that it is. And, um, yeah. And you get that really maniacal laugh at the end, which is just great. It's such a great ending, uh, of, to the Joker in this movie. You know, I'm glad they didn't kill him. Um, yes, I think they didn't kill him because there was a plan for him in future movies, but unfortunately with, uh, the death of Heath Ledger, it just, you know, they just paid their respect and just left the Joker out of, um, the next film. I guess the best way of doing it. So yeah, we then cut to this really to the to the burned down warehouse where Harvey has his uh, Gordon's family. Gordon shows up. He gets knocked down, and he pretty much you know states is like, you know, have you ever had to listen to the person you love the most die? And he's like, well, today you are going to. And. He goes through each of his family members until he really reacts to his son. He's like, winner. Yeah. yeah. And Harvey's speech in this, too, is really good because he's talking about, you know, he's just like, lie. Lie like I lied. Tell your son that everything is going to be okay. And it's just so powerful because Gordon's like, son, it's going to be okay, son. It's going to be okay. And that's when... You get he's at first he's going to try to he's going to shoot him or first Bat, Batman shows up. He tries to make peace with it and he starts flipping for everybody he flips for Batman. It's on the bad side. He shoots Batman. He does it again for himself. He's fine. And then he was going to go get his son. And right as he flips it, Batman tackles him off, kills him, saves the kid. He falls. Gordon goes down and they have their little speech about how uh you know, Batman pretty much is like everything that hap- that Harvey did, I did. You tell everybody I did everything so that Harvey's image is still intact. He's still the White Knight and everything that he did before this won't be nullified. And Batman runs and you get the really weird speech. I'm not really a, f- a fan of this final part with with Gordon just kind of naming off things that Batman is. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's the, the vet, you know, he's the harbor. It just, it was all weird. He's like, Daddy, why is Bat, why is he running? 
because he has to. He's not to. the hero we need. He's the hero we deserve. It's kind of yeah. cool when you think about it. Yeah. No, like... <laughs> that is then that's what he says, you know, and then he calls him the Dark Knight, and then it ends. Yeah. Yeah, because he has to... He's the fall guy. He has to take the fall yep. for us. Save our city, so... Yep. And that's it. As he that's as Batman idea. rides away in his bat pod, it cuts to black, and that is the end of the Dark Night. God, this movie's so goddamn good. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, Listen, isn't like it? we said yes. before, this this movie has its has some you know flaws when it comes to certain shots, but it's one of those things where you kind of ignore it because of how good the story is and how good the performances are from the actors in the movie. I feel it's I feel it's very minor. Any yeah. any issues are very, very minor. Very minor. Next week, we will be no. finishing. No. Stop here. We're good. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Show Pinnacle. over. We're done. It never, never is yeah. never. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we are finishing the Dark Knight trilogy with the 2012 The Dark Knight Rises. And it is going to be episode 50 of the podcast. In it's exciting. Insane. We're it's, almost- a good, no, it's a good. It's a good one to hit 50 on. It's a good point to hit 50 on. It's almost almost a year since we started the show. All the way back in April of 2021. And the fact that we have... I mean, we've we've done... This is episode 49. We've done 49 episodes of the podcast. We've done a handful of episodes of, you know, TV reviews. We've done our fresh cuts. You know, so there's a lot more than 50 episodes... But this this pot, you know, the podcast is where it all started. And this is to me is like the the number one show for me that I've I I think I, I enjoy doing all the shows. But this one I enjoy just a little bit more. Yeah, um, that's fair because yeah. we get to talk about movies that, you know, movies that have been out for a while, you know, movies that either don't get the attention that they deserve or movies that have been talked about a lot, especially like this one. But it's more of just the perspective. It's other people's views on the movie that make it yes, more sir. interesting. So yeah, so next week, The Dark Knight Rises. This week is has been crazy. So Monday, we released... Uh, I sat down with my friend uh, Shoning, and we talked about Halo Episode 1 and 2. Tuesday, we released Resident Evil Afterlife, our video debut for that. Wednesday, we released our fresh cut of the movie Fresh. <laughs> Thursday, uh, I released, or yesterday, I released um, my discussion on episode two of Moon Knight, where it's the first show that I've, I'm doing solo, and it's interesting because yeah. I'm just talking to, be I'm just talking to myself. You. It's got to be better than this shit right here. Just kidding. <laughs> it's it's very it's 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 interesting doing a show where you're just kind of talking to yourself. Oh yeah, I've been there. So, but this is the first week. Where there is a piece of content every day, other than the weekend. But every Monday through Friday, there will be a piece of content for you to either listen or to watch. And it's a lot, but I'm I'm happy to do it. Will it happen all the time? Absolutely not, because it's going to get exhausting. But yeah. I'm glad I can do it sometimes. Do we have any closing comments on this before we get out of here, you guys? Um, to watch Jurassic Park 3. Always. You have to. Ways. 
I'm actually really excited to conclude these three films because it's it's so nice to have this really great bunch of Batman movies. Like, yeah, there you go. It's great. So, yeah. So in a couple of weeks uh, will be our one year anniversary of of the of the channel, the show, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we are going to probably take a break from Batman after uh, went for that episode because I'd like to do something special for the episode. We, I'm debating on doing a live uh, recording, so going back and hopping on that Twitch channel and and maybe doing a live show, and it's just about figuring out what the hell we're going to do for the show. <laughs> That's fair. But we got some time to plan it out, so I'm excited for it. But before this episode gets any longer... Thank you all for supporting us. Make sure to drop a, a sub on YouTube. Make sure to leave a comment, uh, a like. Make sure to rate us. If you listen to us on Spotify, make sure to drop us uh, five stars over there. Make sure to, if you listen to us on Good Pods, make sure to leave five stars on the episode and leave us a review. Also, thank you all for leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. We've been getting, we've gotten a few over there that have all been very positive. So thank you very much for, for that. Um, other than that, I think, I think that's about it. So yeah. until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela from DNA gaming. We are dissect that film. And this has been the dissect that film podcast episode 49. We'll see y'all next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.